My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my! Hello and welcome to The Holiday Show, where we discuss movies based around holidays. Today we are discussing the Star Kid musical Black Friday from 2019. We watched the YouTube release from 2020, but the musical did originally run in 2019. And as always, we want to give a big patron shout out to Boom, who has been super supportive of us for a long time, and we really appreciate it. So thank Uh, you, Boom. A very long time, thank you. (laughs) But we do want to let you know that tonight after, you know, because this episode comes out on Black Friday, that we are watching Noel at 8 p.m. in our Discord CST time. So just come hang out if you want to watch a Christmas movie because we're starting Christmas, you know. And it has Anna Kendrick and we love Anna Kendrick. And that. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll be a good time. So just come hang out and party it up. It'll be fun. Yes. And then, as always, we're going to read the plot, and then we will chat about what we liked, because this is a musical, and we're literally reading you the whole entire story. So, we might not just go straight through it. We'll see, though. We'll see. Anyway, act one. Anyways, yeah, act one. Uncle Wiley and the Sniggles advertise a new doll called a Tickle Me Wiggly by Uncle Wiley Toys. On the day after Thanksgiving, Paul Matthews and Emma Perkins arrive at the house of Emma's brother-in-law, Tom Houston, a cranky veteran with PTSD. Jane, Emma's sister and Tom's wife, died in a car accident recently. Paul and Emma discover that Tom has to leave and only invited them to babysit his son, Tim. After Tim leaves the room, Tom tells them that he's actually going to get Tim a Tickle Me Wiggly as a surprise for Christmas. After learning that they are running out fast, he leaves right away and vows to get the doll any way he can to make up for Tim losing his mother the year before. Once he arrives, he runs into Lex Foster, a snarky and cynical employee at Toy Zone who used to be a student in a high school class that he taught. Resentful, she explains that Tom's shop class was the only thing keeping up her GPA, and when he quit, she failed high school. As Lex is an employee of Toy Zone, the only store selling wiggly dolls in town, he asks her to set aside a doll for him, though she refuses. As Tom goes inside, Toy Zone's greedy manager, Frank Pricely, arrives and reprimands Lex for slacking off. The shipment of Wiggly dolls arrives at the hands of a mysterious delivery man. Pricely tells Lex to unpack a box of the Wiggly dolls. After he leaves, she sneaks one into her backpack. Lex's greaser boyfriend, Ethan Green, surprises her with with her troubled and possibly psychic sister Hannah, who they take care of together. Hannah ominously announces that the day will have bad blood. This is dismissed, however, when Ethan tells Lex what a hot-ticket item the doll is and how their plans to sell Lex's stolen doll have changed. While the doll normally sells for $49.95, Ethan has found a buyer willing to pay $7,000. They celebrate and reiterate their plan to move to California. Lex writes a letter to her alcoholic mother telling her that they are leaving and taking Hannah. Lex gives her backpack containing the stolen doll to Hannah and gets ready for her shift. Outside the store, Linda Monroe, town socialite, bribes her way to the front of the line. She's reprimanded by Becky Barnes, a pediatric nurse buying a doll for one of her patients. Linda shames her for her abusive marriage and calls her weak. As Tom attempts to cut in line, he reunites with Becky, and the other shoppers gossip about their past as high school sweethearts. 
Becky admits that she misses Tom, but before they can continue, Pricely opens the store and exalts the beauties of capitalism. When middle-aged toy collector and presumed sexual deviant Sherman Young tries to buy all the dolls for himself, a fight breaks out amongst the shoppers. Frank, drawn by his greed, allows a bidding war, resulting in chaos and mayhem that spread to the rest of the malls. the desire for the doll becomes greater. Oblivious to the fighting, Ethan and Hannah try to buy tickets to see a Christmas movie at the mall's cineplex. Two shoppers arrive and attack Ethan under the impression he is hiding a doll. Hannah escapes and Ethan is rescued by Tom and Becky, who has acquired a doll herself. Delirious, Ethan promises to get Lex to California before he dies. A man in a hurry sees Becky with the doll and stabs Tom before escaping with the doll. Elsewhere in the mall, a bedraggled Linda runs into the mysterious delivery man. He knows her name and claims she is meant for greater things. Alerted by the promise of power and adoration, Linda accepts his offer. Meanwhile, in the Oval Office, President Howard, Go Howard Goodman and his cabinet are debating what to do regarding the Wiggly Crisis, which is spread across the country. Once the vice president reveals he has the doll, the cabinet begins to attack one another to obtain it. They are interrupted by General John McNamara of PEEP, a secret agency that handles paranormal, extraterrestrial, and interdimensional threats. PEEP has discovered that Wiggly dolls are more sinister than they appear, and McNamara informs the cabinet that they have to make a quick decision about what to do. Act 2. As the movie Santa Claus is going to high school plays, Tom wakes up in the movie theater. As Becky nurses his stab wound, they realize that they're sitting in their old seats from when they dated and begin to reminisce over their younger days. Tom admits that he feels responsible for Jane's death because he was driving the when the car crashed. Becky confesses to stabbing her abusive husband, Stanley, and leaving him for dead. As they watch the movie and reminisce, they both admit they still have feelings for each other and try to console each other. At PEEP headquarters, McNamara introduces President Goodman to his second-in-command, Xander Lee, and reveals to the president the existence of the black and white, a place between dimensions and the origin of the entity known as Wiggly. PEEP believes that Wiggly is attempting to push its way into our dimension where it will remake existence according to its own will. In essence, we're trying to stop the birth of a god, says McNamara. To do so, they will send Goodman through a portal into the black and white, where the president will attempt to work out a peace treaty with Wiggly. If that fails, people will deploy a nuclear bomb inside the black and white, hopefully destroying Wiggly. Back at the mall, Sherman Young leads a, leads a sermon celebrating Wiggly's supposed prophet, Linda. The shoppers have also captured Pricely and Lex. When Pricely tells Linda there are no dolls left, she kills him. She tries to get information out of Lex, who remains defiant. A security guard tells Linda that he saw Hannah running through the mall with the doll. Linda orders her followers to find Linda and the doll. Hiding in the mall, Hannah sees a vision of Ethan, who tells her to give the doll to Linda. She realizes, however, that something is wrong. Ethan is really a manifestation of Wiggly from the black and white. Hannah takes out the doll from her backpack and hears Wiggly's voice threatening to kill her. She has snapped back into reality when Tom and Becky find her. When Tom threatens her for the doll, she runs away, but the adults continue to search for her, intending to anesthetize her and steal the doll. They eventually find her, but Becky accidentally injects herself with the anesthesia. Tom finally gets the Tickle Me Wiggly and abandons Becky. Two members of the Wiggly cult find Becky and Hannah and take them to Linda, believing them to still be in possession of the doll. As Goodman enters the portal, he encounters the same mysterious delivery man who ran into Linda, Uncle Wiley. More terrifyingly, Goodman also encounters an enormous monstrous abomination that can only be Wiggly himself. 
Wiley and the Sniggles taunt Goodman for the capitalist consumerist culture that allowed their plan to unfold. All of a sudden, McNamara appears unprotected, saving Goodman and allowing himself to be lost to the black and white. Goodman returns to Peep headquarters and tells Agent Lee to release the bomb even though McNamara is still inside. The bomb, however, does not explode in the black and white. Goodman and Lee receive news that a bomb has exploded in Moscow. Wiggly tells them that he has pushed the bomb through another portal that the Russians had created on their own. The president is taken to safety, and Lee acknowledges that World War III has begun. Back in the mall, Sherman holds Lex hostage, but lets her go and offered all the ponies left in the storeroom. Once free, Lex tells him that, he li- that she lied, and in anger, Sherman strangles Lex. In her dying moments, she laments over the failure of her life. At the last moment, McNamara appears to her, reminding her that she isn't dead yet and she, like her sister, has powers. He offers her his gun, but because he is still in the black and white, she has to reach through dimensions to get get to it. She successfully manifests the gun, shoots Sherman, and follows McNamara's instructions to save the world from Wiggly. Finding Tom in possession of the last doll, she tells him that Tim doesn't actually want the doll and that it's all part of Wiggly's plan to make people think that a doll can fill a hole in their lives. Tom realizes that he just wanted to make up for Jane's passing and that all Tim wants is his father. He agrees to help Lex and they go to find Linda. In the mall's food court, the followers bring Becky and Hannah to Linda. Believing that Becky is dead, they focus on Hannah, ripping away her backpack in an attempt to find the doll. When Linda realizes that Hannah doesn't have the doll, she goes to stab the girl, but is stopped when Lex rushes in, holding the last remaining doll in the mall. Tom sneaks up on Linda and holds a gun to her head. Shocking the followers, Linda, however, is able to distract Lex and disarm Tom. She finally gets her hands on a Tickle Me Wiggly. The followers praise their god. Too distracted to remember Becky, she gets a hold of the gun and kills Linda. Lex sets fire to the doll, and in the ensuing chaos, the mall burns down with the cultists inside. Hannah, Lex, Tom, and Becky reunite with Paul and Emma. Hannah recounts an old, ambiguous vision of an uncertain future. In the last seconds of the Blackest of Black Fridays, the surviving shoppers gather together as a mysterious whooshing noise is heard. The end. Yay! Yay! (laughs) So... So... Where we do did, we start? <laughs> I, I was going to say, we did watch this musical in our Discord server, and I know um, I had basically said at some point, Karen and I will be annoying throughout this entire musical. It's true. She did And we were. We were very yeah. annoying, I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there were no lies um, <laughs> there. There's a lot of chats. <laughs> I, I will say we did calm down in the second act, but yeah. I think that's because, like, uh, like they're just god how do i put this like it's not that there wasn't stuff to talk about and be like oh my god about but i think just in the first act because we're meeting characters and everything is kind of like just starting to ramp up there was more to talk about and discuss and be like oh hey i know you know uh background information about xyz yeah. <laughs> oh i i know these characters things like that yeah so, but we were we were very annoying. It was constant chatting. Anyway, I had a lot of background information only because I watched the watch along that John Madison did on Twitch. So, you know, I did that. <laughs> yeah, apparently John spilled a lot of background information. He, he did. 
he also had lots of comments and it was his first time watching it so he was just kind of like whoa oh so he hadn't actually like seen the posted video nope of it he hadn't. oh okay that was his first time watching it when i watched nice. um, the watch along i mean i watched the recording of the watch along obviously i yeah, wasn't there. yeah yeah obviously but you know but like for for those of you who are unaware john madison is in this musical so, like, he knows the story and everything and has all the yeah. background information. It's just that he had never watched the finished video. Well, and he's it. not on stage that often because he has to do the wiggly voice. It's true. That is true. So when he's doing that, he's obviously not really getting to see what's going on on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so that was part of it. But exactly. yay. <laughs> I love this musical. Um, I just want to say anyone who hates Jeff's writing needs to leave. Leave now. <laughs> Leave now. This is we we have very strong opinions about Jeff. We love mm-hmm. Jeff. And this episode is not for you if you hate Jeff. So Yep. <laughs> we will do other musicals that Jeff did not write, but this one. But you know. You yes. don't get to you don't get to tell us not to do a Jeff musical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I don't yeah. even know where to start. I think we just start at the beginning. Okay. I think we just start at the beginning and work our way Sounds through. good. So I do love that the musical opens with basically just a, a TV commercial, you know? Yeah. It's Uncle Wiley and the Sniggles advertising a Tickle Me Wiggly. And it's just, it's really good. They really got the uh, the uh, the advertisement aspect of it, like aesthetic, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like uh, the old timey one. Yes, too. exactly. Like the 2000s commercials, yeah. you know? It's done really well. They did do a great job with that. Especially with the Sniggles and the fact that they had to wear leg warmers on their arms. It was a good time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which you have background information on that. I do. I do. Because initially they were just going to wear them on their legs. Like, you know, leg warmers. But I don't know exactly whose idea it was. But someone in the production told them that they needed to wear them on their arms. And then they stuck with it. And all of the cast was like, what? <laughs> I mean, so. honestly, it looks better on their arms than it would have on their legs. So I think so, too. I think it just makes it a little bit more like they're actual creatures, you know? Like, it makes them look like Sniggles instead of, like, people in costumes. Oh, uh, okay. Know. I don't know. That's not where my <laughs> thought was. My brain was, what was just your this. Thought? My brain was just, this looks better. You just like leg this, warmers I on just, arms? <laughs> no, I didn't even know that they were leg warmers. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> until you said something in the movie night chat yesterday, and I was like, oh. Oh, oh okay. Colleen was like, those are some fluffy sleeves. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was just like, oh, they put, you know, little, like, green sleeves on their arms, little fuzzy sleeves. I like it. <laughs> well, they're leg warmers. <laughs> probably yeah, from Party City. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Good but... Times. Good times, fun times. Always. So after after the whole advertisement thing, we get introduced to the Tickle Me Wiggly. We see Uncle Wiley for the first time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We do move on to Paul and Emma driving to Tom's house. Yes. And they're talking about whatever they're talking about. <laughs> uh, they're talking about how Tom is a dick. And she's like, yeah, but he married Jane. So he's family and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, just typical family conversation just, yeah. around the holidays. <laughs> you, know, you know, but they do 
enter into Tom's house. They do see Tim and they're like, oh yeah, we're so excited to spend Black Friday with you guys. Because they're not expecting to babysit Tim. They're expecting to just have a family get together with Tom and Tim. Well, they thought they were being invited over to like hang out. Not exactly. Yeah. They never got told they were babysitting. So, yeah. And so, you know, also they were told to get there at what, like 630 or something or six. I don't know. Something like that. And so they're like half an hour late. And I was like, I feel like there would be red flags if they were told to get there very early in the morning. Right. So, like, I feel like that should tell you something about, like, oh, is this actually hanging out or? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. I don't know if there's a lot that could get me to get in the car at 630 in the morning. Just to go to your family's house? Yeah, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) See, I would have been like, can we push it back to, like, 9 a.m.? Right. I'd be like, give, give me, like three or four hours uh, yeah maybe? i would i would i would have been asking like why are we meeting at 7 a.m yeah like let me sleep thanks it's a holiday yeah <laughs> yeah like what's happening here exactly i would definitely question it for sure and i don't know why i mean i guess they kind of question it here but they didn't question it enough they're clearly doing it <laughs> i don't feel like they really questioned it they were just like all right let's do it yeah, I would have like, questioned it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would have questioned it. I would have been like, why do you want me here so fucking early in the morning? Especially especially if it's a family member that I think is an asshole. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're not going to find me doing them too many favors that early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and I get the feeling they haven't seen each other in a long time. Yeah. Like, since, uh, since Jane died. Probably. Yeah, probably since, like, Jane's funeral or something. Yeah. Maybe not even that. I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so it becomes apparent that they are babysitting Tim. And so Tim questions his dad, like, where do you have to go? That's so much more important than spending time with us. And oh, Tom yeah. Tom just comes up with the excuse of like, oh, you know, I need a new blade for, for my saw or whatever. And Tim is like, well, this is just fucking ridiculous and like storms off. Yeah. And so and so even Emma is like, Tom, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> and that's when Tom is like, okay, well, here's the thing. I'm actually going to go get it, Tim a Tickle Me Wiggly as a surprise. You know, like, don't spoil it. And that's when Emma and Paul basically tell him like the Tickle Me Wigglies are more or less sold out. Um, at this point yeah at this point like you either had to have been in line like a week ago or actually i don't even think could you pre-order it i feel like you couldn't pre-order it at least not from Um, toy zone not from toy zone not from toy zone i think that you could pre-order i do think that uh paul mentioned something about like people pre-ordering it like months ago or something yeah he basically says that like if you want to pre-order it now like you can't you wouldn't get it until next Christmas. Yeah, exactly. That one. Yep. So so Tom's just kind of like, well, fuck. You know, if Jane were here, she would have had this all figured out. And, like, Paul and Emma, like, leave at this point, I think? Um, do they? I think so. Because this is when Tim starts singing uh, What Tim Wants. Or, sorry, oh. Tom starts singing What Tim Wants. Yeah, I get them confused, too. I'm not going to lie. I totally forgot that Tim was named Tim 
I, I genuinely oh. thought that the kid was <laughs> was named something else, but they have very no. similar names. Yeah, I kind of wonder why they have similar names. Tim and Tom, guys. <laughs> yep, Tim and Tom. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I guess they do leave. You're probably right. Yeah, I was saying. I think. Yeah, I think it's just because uh, I want to say Paul says something about like. You know, like, you should have been lying last night. And they kind of leave at that point. And that's when Tom is like, oh, you know, if Jane were here, she would have she would figured this out. And, you know, I just want to, uh, Tim to have a good fucking Christmas, you know? Yeah. And so this is when he goes into the song What Tim Wants. Yes. Where he, he's basically... God, I feel like I need to look up the lyrics for what the songs. What Tim wants, Tim will get anything he wants. He can have it. <laughs> I love this song. I love all the songs, that but I love this song. Uh, they're all good. So good. There's, there's no like, there's no song that I feel like needed to be taken out. So, absolutely, yeah. I think they're all great. Which, uh, we we didn't mention this before, but Tom is being played by Dylan Saunders, and this yep. is the first Starkid musical he has been in since Twisted in 2013. When he played Jaffa. So, Jaffa. <laughs> This is all your fault, Jafar. Yep. <laughs> but it was, I, I know, I think for, for most people, like, they were probably extremely excited that Dylan was back for another musical. And, like, I know I was. Oh, uh, yeah. Totally. We, we love Dylan. We love <laughs> Dylan. You can't not love Dylan if you know who he is. <laughs> exactly. And especially if you've been watching Starkid for a long time. Yep. Like, I, I think I was introduced to Starkid back in, like, 2012 maybe a long time ago <laughs> yeah all i remember is that was freshman year of high school <laughs> uh so that would have been like 2011 yeah but i think it was spring maybe semester so 2012 oh. okay yeah that makes sense yeah I'm trying to think when i watched them i don't know it might have been around the same time it might have been all i remember is that carmen introduced me to star kid actually I think Carmen introduced all of us to Starkid. Probably. So it probably was the same time. It might have been. been. Do you think Carmen still watches Starkid? I was having that same thought when we were watching Black Friday. I was like, I wonder if Carmen and Catherine still watch Starkid. I'm curious. We haven't talked to them in a while. I know. I miss them. Time to message in the bunkies. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so Tom, you know, starts heading his way to Toy Zone, but he runs into Lex, who used to be one of his students, because before Jane died, he was a shop class teacher, or yes. h- whatever you call them, whatever their title is. A shop uh, class teacher, yeah. Shop- okay, okay. <laughs> but anyway, he, he taught shop class. Um, a class that I don't think our school even had, but apparently it's just a very common thing for movies and TV shows to have. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm actually not sure, because I, I agree, I don't feel that we had shop class, or at least I don't think we really knew anyone who took it if we did have it. I mean, our school but... had a lot of electives, but I don't remember that one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's a shop class teacher, you know, very classic movie tv show trope whatever uh where the person who is flunking does really well in shop class and that just holds their gpa up and Mm. that's what was happening for lex and then all of a sudden he 
you know, his wife died in this car accident and he quit. And so then Lex flunked out of high school because all of a sudden her teacher abandoned her and she's upset about it ish. But then she just kind of is okay with it. Well, I would say, yeah, well, of course she would be upset about it, but it's the fact that now she doesn't have a class keeping her GPA up because if he was just replaced by someone else, then that someone else is going to have a very different, you know, teaching style and mannerism and everything. And they may be like, Lex, you fucking suck. (laughs) it's true you're not actually doing that well in this class like i'm gonna give you a true gpa yeah oh a true grade that's unfortunate also there is no way one class is gonna hold your gpa gpa up that's not how that works and every movie and tv show and anything that does that is wrong (laughs) i think it might also depend on what you're actually making in your other classes and mm-hmm. what you're making in this class. Because I, I mean, even still, yeah, I don't think the one class uh, would keep up her GPA. Yeah. I think you but, have, have at least like two or three different ones where you're doing like really, really well to hold up ones that you're doing really badly in. I was going to say it's yeah. It just, I don't know. I guess it depends on what she means by keeping up her GPA. Like what point, are you are you looking at are you looking at like a 2.5 gpa or something like what what is your gpa that's a good point i guess because your gpa doesn't necessarily determine whether you graduate in high school yeah it's not the gpa that determines it it's It's the grades it's the grades it's the are you passing or failing yeah interesting so i don't know (laughs) i don't know either i don't know he runs into lex (laughs) And she tells him, you know, like, yeah, I flunked out after you abandoned me. And then she talks about how she works at Toy Zone. And all of a sudden he's like, ooh, Toy Zone, you work at Mm -hmm. Toy Zone. I should buddy up with you so you can get me a doll. And she's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's like, that's not, I'm not doing that. You're going to have to go get in line with everyone else. (laughs) Yep. Isn't she the one who tells him the line is up to Nordstrom at that point? Yes. Okay, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I was say, here's the thing that I didn't realize until we read the the summary, is that apparently Toy Zone is the only store selling Wiggly dolls in town. I had no idea. So I guess they yeah. only have one toy store in town. <laughs> I I think that's probably true. It's just Hatchetfield. I would say, yeah, from, from, I guess, kind of from what we can tell, Hatchetfield isn't a very big town. No, and this is, like, their mall. Like, it's not a big exactly. mall either, I don't yeah. think. So. Well, we we have no idea. I, um, I, I mean, like, it's probably not from, huge. But well, I think from what I know in Nightmare Time, okay, it's not okay, a big gotcha. mall. Okay. I think. Nightmare Time is after this, and I still haven't watched it. Yeah. I need to get on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You'll get there. I promise. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> Even if I have to watch them with you, I will. <laughs> uh-huh. I, will. <laughs> I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> but. Oh, what was it? Oh, okay. Sorry. This is totally a tangent, but one of the things that I saw in that Reddit post I saw earlier where people were talking about Black Friday and like so many people were talking about how much they hate it, they said that it's not directly related to Hatchetfield. And I was like, 
What the fuck are you talking about? It takes place yeah. in the hatchet filled. Exactly. Like what? <laughs> what? Like, and so many of these characters are like, maybe a lot of them aren't carryovers, but they are all characters in that universe that come yeah. back in different stories. So don't even pretend like they're not actual characters from hatchet filled either. <laughs> like what? Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, like hello. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we, we do have cameos of characters from the guy who didn't like musical yes. uh, later. They don't say anything, but they're there. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's definitely still in Hatchetfield. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's a- not about who we know already, yeah. you know? Exactly. Like, Emma and Paul are in it. Great. Yep. Otherwise, like, that, they're barely in it, but they're in yeah. it. It's still Hatchetfield. And then a few characters that we see that do carry over, um, they only get like a tiny amount of like screen time because they're just right exactly. there at the very yeah. end. And and they're literally just there to be yeah. as part of the ensemble for whatever yep. scene or song it is. Exactly. So they're not important, but no. they are there. Other than, of course, you know, McNamara. You can't ever oh, forget yeah, yeah, McNamara. Yeah, yeah. He's important. Yes. Love him. <laughs> it's Jeff Lynn. Of course we love him. <laughs> But uh, I guess something we didn't actually say at the beginning of this is that while uh, the guy who didn't like musicals and Black Friday are both in Hatchetfield, they're in alternate universes. Yes. So not the same universe. It's not a continuation of the guy who didn't like musicals. It's a completely different story in a different universe, but in the same town with some similar things going on, like General McNamara and Peep. And of course, seeing some of our favorite characters from the from the guy who didn't like musicals, even if they're not important characters in this musical, they're yeah. really just there for to be there. Exactly. And so. another thing, another thing that's like important to note is this is true for all of the Hatchet Field like universe. So if you're watching the guy who didn't like musicals, if you're watching Black Friday, if you're watching Nightmare Time, if you're watching Nerdy Prudes Must Die, like all of that. They're individual stories. They're not sequels to anything. They just utilize a lot of the same characters and have like repeat characters and repeat themes, but they are all their own story. Yes. Which is important because I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that that's not how it is. And so then maybe they don't like Hatchetfield as much because they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. that's not, it's not that. It's just a bunch of alternate storylines that you could yeah. have in Hatchetfield. And, like, technically, because they are all different stories, like, you don't have to know the story of the guy who didn't like musicals in order to watch Nerdy Prudence Must Die. Like, you don't yeah. have to know that previous musical nope. or anything. However, if you don't watch those, then you miss out on some of the things you, like, you miss out on re- recurring characters. Yeah, you do. Recurring characters, there's some references, I would say, probably, yeah. as well. There's references, there's that. lines, there's yeah. there's a lot that you will miss if you don't watch everything. So but watch everything. <laughs> watch everything, yeah. Watch everything, but go into it knowing that they are all alternate universes. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. And yeah. I would say... Since this is um, Black Friday is Starkid's first musical where it's not like the happiest uh, or funniest, I guess. Yeah, it's a more serious. Yeah, a musical, lot of people in a sense. don't love that they went serious. 
but how are they going to ever be able to branch out of just doing comedy if they don't try you know yeah yeah so it's good that they did this i I love it i don't think it's anything to complain about i love that they did this it's really good i love it i think it's fantastic Another complaint people seem to have is that the characters in Black Friday are not fleshed out well enough and that like some of the main characters or whoever the quote unquote main characters of the musical are just kind of disappear for like a third of the show. And I was like, but here's the thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's still the main characters, even if you don't see them for like a little bit, you know, there's a lot of different main characters in this musical. I think the only main character that I could see them saying that about really is like Hannah. But I think Uh Hannah is also a very uh, like particular character. Like she doesn't necessarily talk a lot and she's also supposed to be like a child essentially. Yeah. Uh, So it's like, it's like Hannah is a main character, but she like, I feel like she's not on stage very often. No. So. The one that I know they were talking about was Lex. They think Lex disappears for too long. No. And I was like. Disagree. Incorrect. Incorrect. (laughs) She's fine. (laughs) But, you know. Like, I I, I guess I I can understand why they say that, but incorrect. (laughs) They're wrong. They're wrong. wrong. (laughs) Bad Reddit. (laughs) I mean, because. Because here's the thing. How long is Black Friday? Like two hours? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Hold on. Let's find out. I'm going to look. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look. But like, it's it's like, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> give, me, give me. I'm trying to figure out the best way to figure it out. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let's see. YouTube. <laughs> it, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. So it's two hours and 17 minutes long. If they were to you know, add more of Lex into it, like, that would make the whole musical longer. And, like, yeah. I wouldn't be upset. But I, it comes to a point where they're like, okay, we can't make it too long. No. Because then, you know, it just feels like the story keeps going on and on and on and on and on. Yep. So it's like they, they have to figure out, you know, what to keep in, what to cut out, like, who needs more screen time or stage time? Sorry, who needs more stage time? Who could maybe do a little bit less stage time? Um, yeah. Are we still telling the story um, as well as we can with what the t- what time we have? Things like that. Exactly. So it's just a matter of actually making it work, which I think they did a pretty good job of. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a fantastic job. And, like, I- you have to... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you also have to remember that Lex, I mean, Lex is on stage for like the beginning when we find out that she's a Toy Zone employee and then we get the beginning of the store opening and we have chaos going around. And then I think she, God, what happens to her next? I think she runs and tries to find Hannah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But it's like, it's like after everything goes to chaos, she keeps, like she gets, grabbed essentially and is like all right give us the dolls where are the extra dolls because yeah. she's, a, she's an employee she's basically a hostage at this point because all these crazy people are like give us the dolls yep and so it's just like you, you have to realize that lex can only do so much in this story it's true it's true this is not her story so 
Exactly. Yeah, that too. That's it. It's not her story. The whole yeah. point of this musical is that Tom wants to get a Wiggly doll for his son. Yeah. Lex just happens to be a character, yep. like one of the main characters that we run into, who Tom knows. Exactly. So this is really Tom's story, guys. Stop, this is Tom's stop story. Stop insisting that Lex needs to be there for the whole time. Okay. Exactly. 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 Like, we love don't get her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't don't get us wrong. We love Lex. We love Lex. But the time that she had on stage, I think, was good for her character. You know, whatever time she had, I think it was fine. It was perfect. I agree. It's also important to note because um we haven't covered this part yet, but Hannah, the character Hannah, she's yeah. played by a high schooler at this yeah. time, uh, named Kendall, and she put her all into it. While she was still in school, guys. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. On top of all of her normal schoolwork, she was in an actual staged production that was not a high school production. So, yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't props even realize. Her. Yeah, <laughs> I did not realize that this actress was actually in high school still at this point. I thought she was like a young college student. Nope. But no, she was a high schooler. I did not know that. <laughs> She's the first minor to ever appear in a Star Kid musical. So yeah, and she was fantastic. She was. She was so Especially with good. her song at the end. So yes, I love the song at the end. I love all of the songs. <laughs> exactly. I love all of the songs in this musical. <laughs> you won't find one that I don't like. So exactly. But yeah, so little little high schooler Hannah over here. <laughs> yes, love her, and like I, she played Hannah so well because oh it's kind God. of obvious that Hannah um, is like somewhere maybe on the the neurodivergent spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And so just the way she played Hannah was really good. Yeah, she was really good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, back into the musical. Where yes. were we? Um, uh, Tom I, I was think... trying to buy a Tickle Me Wiggly. He was getting into line, probably. I would say, yeah, I, I don't think... Yeah, I think we just got to the point where uh, Lex told Tom that the line was up to Nordstrom. Yep. Yep. Um, so that, that's kind of where we're at. And then after Tom leaves, Lex opens the box of wiggly dolls to get them ready to sell uh, because her manager Frank told her to and she uh, takes one of them and stuffs him into her backpack yep. and that's when her boyfriend Ethan shows up and surprises her because you know she dropped she, that doll yeah, <laughs> security <laughs> but yeah no uh, so you know they, they get the doll or well she gets the doll she, got, she has it in a backpack Ethan brings Hannah out, whatever. And it's like, okay, so like, is everything set up with the buyer? And Ethan's like, oh, oh yeah, things have changed with the buyer. And that's when Lex is like, oh no, like the, the, like what's going on? And Ethan's like, yeah, so they want, there's been a bidding war for this thing and people are willing to pay $7,000 for this doll, which that's crazy, honestly. That's that's ridiculous. Like forty nine ninety five for a doll. That's already ridiculous. If we're no, being it honest. is. It is, and that's actually how much Wiggly cost when it was released yeah. in real life. <laughs> oh, was that? <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> doll cost forty nine ninety five. Which that's so much for a doll. <laughs> Just a little stuffed 
toy. Like, that's so expensive. It is. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is It is what it is. You know, Lex and Ethan just want to make a little extra money so that they can leave Hatchet Field and go to California and start a new life. You know, they're going to take Hannah with them, yes. obviously. Yeah. Because they can't just leave Hannah there. It's very obvious that Lex cares for her sister. Yeah, you know? totally. She's, like, in charge of her, basically, because their mom yeah. is a deadbeat. Yeah, a deadbeat alcoholic, yeah. Yeah. Um, something that's important is they seem to think that $7,000 is going to set them up for life. Um, <laughs> they're very quickly going to learn that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. If they get to California with only $7,000. Yeah, $7,000 yeah, $7, <laughs> is not going to get you far in California. Sorry to say. No. <laughs> it's just, oh God. Yeah, I know. It's like, but to high schoolers, 7000 seems like a lot. Oh, yeah, totally. Because you don't have to pay any bills. <laughs> exactly. Like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. 7000 seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're poor. And I kind of get the feeling that they are kind of poor. Uh, yeah. Just because I, I don't think they have a father figure around. And, you know, their mom's a deadbeat alcoholic. So. Precisely. What money do they have? <laughs> None. <laughs> but you know, Lex has this uh this has this dream of going to California and becoming an actress. She's like, I'm gonna make it work. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna get rich just being an actress, which good luck. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, I'm not really sure actresses get rich unless they get picked no. up by really big studios. So. I would say that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> they have to land a huge role, I think, just just to get rich. Yeah. Or at least a fairly big role. Something. 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 Has to happen. <laughs> or they have to, you know, end up in a movie or a TV show that happens to get big, that happens to be super popular, you know? Because some some yeah. movies and TV shows are flops, you know? That's true. Like, like, you might think, oh, yeah, this is going to be really good. And then it comes out and people are just like, eh, it was okay. Yeah, that happens. For sure. It happens. Yeah. Usually between the months of January and mm, April. Yeah. That's the time of the year that, um, and I only know this because I worked at a movie theater for like six years, but that's the time of the year that every movie studio, film studio, whatever, that is releasing movies releases their movies that they think aren't going to necessarily do as well because that's when you know none of the big name movies are coming out yeah and then from like may to like june that's when like big name movies for the summer are coming out and then you have like the few months in the summer where it's like and eh, you know who knows who cares about these movies and then the good movies again start in like i want to say like late october if even that mm-hmm. but usually november to december and that's when you have like the really big yeah. ones but anyway, yeah, not important. Sorry, just a little factoid <laughs> for you about movies and release times. Yeah, yep. But yeah, so Lex has the doll in the backpack, and she gives her backpack to her sister Hannah, yes. who doesn't really want to take the backpack. No, Hannah like refuses it a bunch of times, and is like, "I'm not putting that on." Like, backs away from it. Like, she's aggressive about it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, she she is convinced to take the backpack. Uh, yeah, eventually. 
<laughs> Eventually, yeah, because Ethan Ethan is kind of like, hey, Hannah, like, look this hat. This hat will protect you from yep. anything, like any bad blood, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so Hannah takes the hat and is like, okay, all right. She puts it on. She takes the backpack. She's like, all yep. right, cool. I got yep. it. As long as she's got that hat, she's safe. Yep. And like, I, I guess she believes it. I mean, I, she she is supposed to be a child, she does. so... She does, she, she does it. believe it. She's like, okay, yeah, the 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 hat got it perfect. Yes. While obviously us as adults are like, that's not gonna do anything. But all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it also comes back in Nightmare Time. So when you watch that, you'll oh. understand too. All right. The hat. Anyway. <laughs> that's. Not a big spoiler, okay? I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. You never know. It's not. I don't think I would give you a really big spoiler like that. You're probably not. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for you. Don't ruin it. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we. Oh, he's at. He's at the. He's in line now. Yes. Yeah. Thomas. Oh well. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. Because we see Linda first. Right. right. We get introduced we Linda. to Linda. We, oh, love, we Linda. love Linda. <laughs> She's a bitch, but I love her. <sighs> yes. God. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. What? There's there's one thing Corey. I want to point out. C- Corey, yes. However, okay, uh, it's, yes. When, uh, it's when the dolls are being delivered to Toy Zone. Mm-hmm. And you have Corey there, uh, who was uh, playing Frank, the manager of Toy Zone. Yes. And then you have the delivery guy who, uh, you know, like they're, they're talking, you know, like business essentially just kind of like, oh, you know, these these uh, dolls are going to put you so far into the black. And there's a line that Karen did not had never actually paid attention to <laughs> until we were watching last night. And I was like, how have you not noticed that before? Yeah, well, because he says it'll it'll transport you so far into the black you can never go back. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Because, because of the black and white, okay, and, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like oh. I, I guess, I guess, since we we have more, um, more from you know Nightmare Time and more from Nerdy Princess Die, like I'm sure it's kind of like, oh, oh, okay, and especially like, just I, I mean, I haven't watched Nightmare Time, but I'm sure there's more stuff about it, the black and white in Nightmare Time. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so there's a so lot like, more. Yeah, so like, it, if once you have all of that knowledge <laughs> and you watch this and you realize, oh, this is Uncle Wiley. Oh, Uncle Wiley is on the side of Wiggly. Hmm. <laughs> That's uh, huh. all right. I don't think. See, I don't remember Uncle Wiley as like a really big uh, character necessarily. He's not. He's not. Um, I don't even think he's really in Nightmare Time. I'm gonna be honest. I he might be, be somewhere. But, yeah, once you have all of the knowledge of the black and white that you get from Nightmare Time and you watch this again, yes, I'm going to catch those little details yeah, better. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it was crazy, in my opinion, because I was like the... Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, I, know, I know the first time I watched this, I caught that line, but all, or, like, I noticed the line just because it, like... It's sad, and then you know Joey and Corey stare at each other for a minute, and then start laughing or whatever yeah. they do. 
Yeah. And so it's kind of like, oh, well, that's an interesting line. But I, it's like, I don't think I ever connected it to the black and white necessarily. Or maybe it was kind of like, I, I thought about it, but I was like, eh, whatever. I, I think a big um, factor probably in that is also that in Nerdy Prudes, not Nerdy Prudes, must die. That one just came out. In the guy <laughs> who didn't like musicals, they don't actually really talk about the black and white. I don't know if they I don't ever think they do. ever mention it. So, I yeah, I don't think it's ever mentioned. So it probably really would just be kind of like a, oh, okay, what a weird way to say something, you know? Like yeah, exactly. In Black Friday, if you're watching it right after watching, like, the guy who didn't like musicals, because you don't know anything about the black and white. Not really. And then, like, later on, yeah, you learn about the black and white, but you're probably not going to remember that line, you know? Yeah, I would say, like, I, I think in I think in reruns or, like, rewatches yeah. of Black Friday, like, I, I've been like, oh, you know, so far into black, like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. But... I don't know because I don't know much about the black and white since I haven't watched Nightmare <laughs> Time. It's like I don't know what that's gonna mean, but all right, you need to. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I I know that some people like listen to the first season of it as like it's like a podcast because they're just reading a story basically. Oh um, yeah. So you could just listen to it while you're doing stuff. I could. It would have to be when I'm not at work though, probably. <laughs> Yeah, probably. You want to pay attention. Exactly. <laughs> but it's a good one. And I thought that was just interesting. I I do know there's a lot of people who say that they didn't like Black Friday and that they have only watched it once. I think that it's important to probably watch it again just because I think my first time watching Black Friday, I didn't love it. I didn't. You know? <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I do i do remember oh. you not loving it though but, and i was kind of like well, you suck hey don't be rude <laughs> i'm just kidding but like i didn't love it but i did give it more of a chance you know like i did watch yeah. it again a few more times and then i was like oh like it grew on me and yeah. i kind of understood it better i think a lot of people's problem with it is that their first time watching it through there's so many things going on yeah it's kind of like just getting thrown into like an episode of game of thrones where you have no clue what's going on and then you're just kind of like whoa you know but eventually you figure it out after like watching enough and i think that's i think that's how it is with black friday i think it's you have to actively give it more of a chance you do have to rewatch it otherwise you might not love it as much because I, I do remember having that feeling where I was like, okay, well, I could probably do without Black Friday. Like, I'm okay, you know? Yeah. But now I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I no, love this. This musical is fantastic. <laughs> I will so. say, I, I have had that happen with musicals just in general. Where, yeah. like, I'll listen to the, the cast recording, like, the first time. And I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really understand the hype that much. Like, it's okay. But then I, like, I, tr- I try again. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, this is growing on me. And then it grows on me. And I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. Exactly. Like, I love this. So, like, I do agree. I think people just need to give it another chance. Especially if they've only seen it once and they only saw it when it came out. Well, and it's a very common thing with musicals just in general, too. Because, like, so often musicals are... They're not going to be, like, the type of story you would expect, you know? Um, There are some that are very predictable, right? Like, they're based off of something or whatever. Yeah. And so you can almost kind of assume that you're probably going to like it or whatever. But there's all those musicals out there that 
you almost just have to give them like way more of a chance before yeah. deciding like oh it's just boring and dumb you know yeah <laughs> like don't do that <laughs> <laughs> this one's great and like most musicals are great and if they make it to the point where they're actually being like performed and like recorded and released and stuff like there's gonna be some reason for that you know even if the first time you listen to it or whatever you don't like it there's probably a reason so many people do like it so yeah just give it more of a chance and like obviously obviously (laughs) it's still not going to be everyone's favorite like i i get that like some people are just like okay i gave it like five chances right (laughs) it's just not my thing and i i get that i understand that i respect that Totally. But for those of you who only watched it like once, maybe twice, give it a third go around, you know? Just give it another chance. Especially the people who only watched it once and said, I don't yes. like it. No. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. Yes. Watch it again. <laughs> give it I another mean, like, shot. <laughs> especially if you watch Nerdy Prudes Must Die and you've seen that like five million times by this point, like, give Black Friday another chance. <laughs> Do it. Are there people who have like done that? Probably. I do not. I've I've watched it twice. I would say, see, I I've watched bits and pieces of it multiple times. Like well, I'll, I'll jump too. between scenes, but like I don't I don't think I've probably watched it all the way through, maybe twice. Yeah, that's what I, I was I've watched it in its entirety twice, like all the way through. Yeah. But I'm I'm fairly positive there are probably people who have watched it five million times at this point. You're right. You're so right. Like there are definitely people who have done that. I don't that. even need to like go and try and find anyone. I'm I'm positive you're right. You could probably just go to the comments section and find someone. Yeah. Just pick one at random and you're like, yep, I've seen that like <laughs> five you. times. Found you. <laughs> Which yeah, like right. understood. It's a great musical. It is. I just I haven't mean, watched it that often yet. That's how I was with Trail to Oregon and Firebringer. So See, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, I get it. <laughs> yep. All right, but, anyways, back to yes. Black Friday. Yep, Black Friday. So, we are in the store now. We see a line of people waiting. Or maybe we're outside the store, actually. Never mind. Outside we're, the store. We're outside of the store. <laughs> we see a line of people waiting. And up comes Linda Monroe. We, we love, love Linda. her. We love her. We love her. And she ends up bribing her way to the front of the line. She just pulls out her checkbook and says, oh, you know, I know you've been waiting here for hours, but uh, how will some money do for you? Because she's rich. She's oh, she's yeah. a rich bitch. Oh, yeah. And so and so the, the guy's like, oh, absolutely, Miss Monroe, come right on in. <laughs> and that's when Becky Barnes is like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Don't do oh. that. Oh, Becky. Oh, Becky. Oh, we love I, we love every character in this musical, I think. Um, I, yes. <laughs> for the most part, at least. I don't think there's a single character I don't love. Exactly, yeah. I, I, think I, I think I do love every single character in this musical. I'm probably a little bit ambivalent on, like, the president stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like obviously, there are some characters that I'm like, eh, whatever. But, like, I, I don't care, really. But all of the, like recurring like not recurring but like the the main and like sub main characters yeah yeah all fantastic (laughs) yes they are so linda linda shows up and she's like uh she walks up to some random guy in line 
and goes, what do scissors do? Because she's expecting <laughs> to do the typical elementary school thing where they say cut and then you can get in front of them. Yep. And I was like, oh, your girlfriend. But he's like, what? And she's like, um, can I, you know, cut in front of you? You know, no biggie. And he's like, no, I've been waiting here for a long time. And she's like, okay, well, how about this? And she like writes him a check. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can totally get in front of me. No worries. <laughs> and um, then, you know, they have like the the cascade domino effect of people behind them getting upset. And he's like, what? She's just one person. Like, she's only going to buy, like, one doll or whatever. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm buying four because she has four beautiful blonde boys, you know? (laughs) I love the way Lauren says that line. (laughs) I don't think I could ever replicate it, so I'm not going to say. Same. Exactly, same. (laughs) But... Yes, I love I love the accent she uses for Linda. It's perfect. It's it's perfect. <laughs> but I also love this part because everyone's getting upset with her and she's like, I hope you don't get a doll. I hope you fucking die. Yep. <laughs> I just love her so much. <laughs> but of course Becky like, you know, gets all upset and starts going off on Linda and Linda's like, I don't really care, you know. And then kind of rubs it in her face that she had, like, a really bad husband, bad marriage, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and and Linda mes- uh, mentions, you know, like, don't think we, we didn't notice that you were wearing sunglasses on cloudy days or turtlenecks in the middle of summer. Like, yeah. we saw that. We just chose not to do anything. Yeah, which just shows how bad people in Hatchetfield are. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does not sound great to me. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, kind of after this, that's when Tom shows up. Oh, yes. And is he, he basically just runs to the front of the line and is kind of like, oh, hey, excuse me, miss. Excuse me. Like, can I can I get up here? Can I can I be up here? And so, you know, Tom and Becky see each other again and is kind of like, oh, oh, hey, like we used to date in high school. Oh, my God. Like, I haven't seen you in forever. How's it going? And that's when we get the next song, which is, yes. uh, was it? What do you say? Yeah, what which, do you say? Fantastic song. And it's for, like, this is obviously a small town because the entire line is kind of like, oh my God, it's Becky Barnes and Tom. They go way back in time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like they're all gossiping about it now. It's like, oh, they've met each other again. And it's like, do you guys have nothing better to talk about other than Tom no. and Becky? No. <laughs> Why would they? (laughs) Why would they? Like, Tom and Becky were high school sweethearts. Got it. They must have been extremely popular high school sweethearts. Um, Yes, they were. Because wasn't he, like, on the football team and she was a cheerleader? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I would say they were pretty popular. (laughs) Those are usually the popular kids. (laughs) They were so popular that every single person in town knew about them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how big Hatchetfield is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I'm genuinely really curious. I know so. it's an island. Yes. So yeah, we figured that out. We know that much. Because <laughs> there's only one way off the island. Yeah. I want to say that it's supposed to be Nantucket. Alrighty. Like, I think that that's what they've, like, referenced it being similar to. I have to search up Nantucket now. I know nothing about Nantucket. (laughs) I've heard of Nantucket, but I know nothing about it. (laughs) All right, I see. Yeah, a little little Nantucket over there. (laughs) Little Nantucket Island. All righty. 
Yeah, I want to say that that's what they based Hatchet Field off of. Okay. But I could be wrong, and that could also just be some random person's thing. But I want to say it came from Starkid, who said that it was supposed to be based off of Nantucket. Maybe. But anyway, so, it's a so small looking island. At, <laughs> I would say, yeah, looking at Nantucket, it says that the 2018 population was um, just over 11,000 people. <laughs> So, it's pretty small. It's pretty small. <laughs> I mean, not small enough to where you would know everyone, but pretty no, small. <laughs> but pretty small. <laughs> That's not a lot of people. It's really not. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I could imagine living in a place like that. Although, of course, if you were trying to go anywhere, you really would have to take like a ferry. <laughs> you you would. You would. You would have to take a ferry. Although I Get know back to uh, the mainland, they have a bridge. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah. Hatchet Field has a bridge, so <laughs> they have a, a really long bridge. <laughs> if it's Nantucket, well, I would say, yeah. It, it really just depends on <laughs> where this island is in comparison to the mainland. I think. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I, I, I don't know. I always just thought they made up an island. <laughs> I thought so too. But I swear someone said something about it being, like, Nantucket. Weird. So I'm going to have to see if I can dig deeper and find out who said it and where I heard it or read it or something. Or if you made it up. I definitely didn't make it up. How am (laughs) I going to make up them basing an island off of Nantucket? It's possible. (laughs) Maybe you dreamed about it. I don't know. I dream about Nantucket. Yeah. I don't think so. Do you so. not? <laughs> I don't think so. I dream about Nantucket all the time. Why do you dream about Nantucket? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe yeah. I'm the one who told you that Nantucket is Hatchetfield. <laughs> oh, this is why. So it says the town of Hatchetfield is based on a fictional island on Lake Michigan. The island is separated from the mainland by a stretch of lake known as the Nantucket Channel, and the island can be accessed by a bridge known as the Nantucket Bridge and a seasonal ferry. So that's probably why I thought it was Nantucket. Because they had a lot of Nantucket information. Team Star Kid Wiki? Oh! Hold on. I googled what is Hatchetfield based off of. (laughs) It's in the Hatchetfield universe. Star Kid Wiki. Is based on a picture of Lake Michigan. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. <laughs> no, Google, stop it. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> Did that actually pick up what Google said? Yes! I mean, I don't know about Zencaster, but I heard it. I, I think it did. Well, you're going to so. have fun with your that's editing. Hilarious. Maybe you'll keep that in. Maybe I don't. Might, Who knows? I might keep that in because that's hilarious. <laughs> what the fuck, Google? Oh, well, there you go. Gosh. Now you don't have to look it up. <laughs> Too late. I looked it up anyways. <laughs> it said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, so, so this island is on Lake Michigan. I'm pretty sure Lake Michigan and Nantucket yeah. are actually very far They're apart. They're very far apart. Yeah, <laughs> they so, are. I, I, I guess like the island itself might be based off of Nantucket. However, just, it could be. just on Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going to 
Yeah, I think that's probably right. It makes more sense for them to have just a bridge at that point, you know? Because they're not that far. Lake Michigan is, like, big, but it's not that big. But but depending on where the (laughs) island is. Exactly. Yeah. And how big the island is. Like, it could be smaller than Nantucket. You never know. Yeah, true. True. It could. Which means that it would probably have a smaller population as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So... But I mean, with the way that everyone seems to know about Tom and Becky, I'm sure it's a smaller population. 1,000 people instead. Probably. <laughs> I mean, maybe. You never know. Who knows? Anyway, en- enough theorizing. Any- anyways, anyways, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back back to Black Friday. Uh, so, you know, everyone's talk. Everyone is singing about Tom what and Becky. What do you say? When you love each other, <laughs> what do you say? Uh, yeah. Anyways, great song. Fantastic. It is. It is. Anyways, uh, at the end of the song, Becky admits that she misses Tom. But before they can continue discussing, that's when Frank comes out and is like, ah, the doors are opening. Yes. And, uh, and he has his song. It is the song is beautiful. It's- I love it. Fantastic. I think I saw someone once say something along the lines of like Corey deserved this song. Not in the sense of like like being a villain or anything, but he he deserved a spotlight. Oh, for, yeah. He absolutely deserved totally. the spotlight. And he got that here. And it's absolutely great. Yeah, Corey is amazing. Like He's I, amazing. I love having him be like in the main cast yes. of shows like Trail to Oregon. <laughs> yes. I think I think he also did really well here as Frank. Like Frank yes. isn't the nicest guy. Like he he's not no. necessarily a villain here, but he like I would love to see Corey play a villain if we're being he's honest. He's pretty scummy. Corey would be a good Yeah, he's villain. yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. Frank is scummy. Yes. That's what he is. That's the word. He's not yes. like evil. He's just in it for the yeah. money. Yeah. So and, like, I, I guess technically we have seen Corey kind of play a villain before. Because in a Harry Potter sequel, he played a oh. Death Eater. But that's a like, funny what? one. That's, that's not a serious, <laughs> like, that's not, like, a more serious role. That's more of a making fun of things kind of role. Yeah. But yeah. I, I would love to see him play, like, an actual, like, serious villain. I was literally sitting here being like, where did he play a villain? <laughs> like, what In a Harry Potter about? sequel. <laughs> I was like, what? He wasn't a serious villain, but he was technically a villain. <laughs> I was like, no way he played a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, I guess, played a villain. You're not wrong. <laughs> he did, he did. But, yeah, so the, he... um. He starts selling the dolls, basically, and because Sherman is first in line... Sherman's like, yeah, I want to buy all of your dolls. And he's like, oh, all of them? And he's like, yep. And he's like, you know what? Sure. And then everyone in line gets really upset, you know? And they're like, how dare you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, we all have been waiting here for so long. Like, we should get some. And so then he's like, okay, fine. Whatever. One per person, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, of course, Linda has her complaint about why does it have to be one why can't it be four you know (laughs) yeah whatever but like one seems to like make everyone all right you know comfy with that number like they're like okay cool we can all get one at least and then there are literally people in the back of the line who are like well i'll give you like this much money for a doll and they like go like way overpriced and and that's when um 
Mr. Pricely is like, well, shoot. If I can get them for way more money, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, show me the money, people. Yep. <laughs> Which, honestly, why wasn't there a limit on the dolls in the first place? There really should have been. There usually is. Like, I think usually the typical limit for, like, a, a item that is, like, highly anticipated is usually, like, two. Yeah, I could see it being two. I want to say it's usually two or four. Like, I think yeah. those are the two numbers that are very commonly, like... This is how many you can buy all at once, and that's it. Yes. You know? Yeah. But I could be wrong. But yeah, he just decided on know. one. <laughs> yeah. Which one. I, I, yeah, I did think weird was kind of an odd number to choose. It'd be like, oh, okay, you only get one. Mm-hmm. But I, I probably would have said two. I probably would have been like, okay, the limit is two. You get two dolls. Yeah. I think I would have done two as well, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Either way, you're going to make people mad. Exactly. And then, of course, you know, he just starts letting them bid on dolls. And everyone just starts fighting. And this is where we get feast or famine. Yeah, yeah. Because they start bidding on dolls. And uh, there's this one (laughs) random character who uh, is played by Kurt Mega. We love Kurt. We do. Uh, And Kurt is kind of like, you know what? Like, I I lost my, my job when the factory closed. Uh, I can't afford, what do you say, like four dolls or something? Uh, yeah. 500 bucks a piece. Like yeah. a doll is forty nine ninety five, And I'm like, okay, so you lost your job, but you're willing to pay like 200 bucks for four dolls or however many he needs. I'm like, where did you get the money? Yeah, that's a good question. However, we do find later or at least you realize it at some point that these dolls have like a hive mind kind of thing they're like influencing all of the adults and so i i'm thinking that maybe you know this guy is so influenced by the dolls and he's like i'm gonna buy them that he saved up money just to buy them you know depending on how long these commercials have been going around yeah you could have had time it's possible could have had time to just like scavenge some money somewhere yeah could always do that <laughs> exactly exactly um i will say we skipped over gary goldstein and i'm not okay with that <laughs> i was having the same thought if we're being honest <laughs> okay, i'm gonna cool. blame i'm gonna blame both of us for that yeah, because yeah. You, you did continue with going to feast or I, famine i did, and, I did. <laughs> but i i like i also could have said something after i, I stopped us gary's yeah, important no. we need to talk about <laughs> gary, gary is very important <laughs> yes it may not seem like he is but he is Okay. We love him. We love him. Because um, at first it's with Linda. Because Linda is like, oh, I need four dolls. That Right? That's when he... No. Um, it's before no, that. No, it's... Uh... Oh, it's when Sherman tries to buy all the dolls, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's when Sherman tries to buy all of them. That's when Linda gets upset. And that's yeah. why Pricely changes it to one doll per person. Is like, is that good? Yeah I, I, yeah, I think it's before he puts a limit on the dolls. That's when Gary just shows up and is kind of like, hi, Gary Goldstein, attorney at law. Did you know my client, Linda Monroe? And it just, it's <laughs> Suffers so funny. from a, like, un, like, like, like a, under, whatever, understood some, case of, like, anxiety. Yeah, like a, <laughs> a very misunderstood anxiety disorder or something yeah anxiety is not misunderstood guys i mean it is but it isn't it is but it isn't yeah like it's it's relatively easy to figure out yeah 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 but he also because after this he shows up for sherman as well 
Because he's everyone's yep. lawyer. Because he's the only lawyer in town. <laughs> he's, he's the only lawyer in town, yeah. But he shows up for Sherman after the limit is placed to one doll per person. And so Sherman's like, well, now you'll be hearing from my lawyer. And that's when yeah. Gary comes back up. He's like, hi, Gary Goldstein, attorney at law. Did you know my client, Sherman, what's his name? I don't remember yeah, his last name. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'll find out. Sherman Young, right? Oh, Sherman yeah, Young? yeah, yeah. It's Young. Sherman yeah. Young. <laughs> but then, of course, you know, Linda is like, get out of here, Gary, and like kicks him and makes him Yes. <laughs> oh, right in the subpoena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good times, Linda. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> poor Gary. <laughs> oh, poor Gary. But we do love him, and we do. He's fantastic. I'm glad he was able to have like a stage character as well as Wiggly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this is John Madison. In case anyone was wondering, we love John Madison. John Madison also plays Paul. We talked about Paul earlier. He does, he does play <laughs> Paul, and we did talk about Paul. And he played Paul in The Guy Who Didn't Like Musicals. That too. Who was the main character. <laughs> he was the main character. I mean, he's technically a very big main character in this one. You just don't see him. <laughs> you just don't see him. You hear him. Technically, he has, what, like four roles in this musical? I think so, because he yeah. had that other, like, character in the president's office. Yeah. Yeah, so he he's Paul. He's Wiggly. He's Gary Goldstein, and he's whatever general Whoever, was in the yeah. president's office. Is it Lee? Xander something? No, Xander is someone else. Lee, then? No. Hold on. I, well, I'll say Xander Lee is the same person. Yeah, Xander Lee. Oh, it um, is? Oh, awkward. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have a name for... We might not have whoever, a name. For yeah, we don't have guys. a name for this guy. That's okay. Oh, well. Oh, well. He's, uh, he's great, though. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, so whenever, like, they all start bidding on the dolls. This is when chaos breaks out, and we get the song Feast or Famine. I love the song. I love the chaos. I think it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, especially because they're all just fighting and, like, killing each other, basically. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. While singing. While know. singing, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love the end of the song when uh, you have Frank in the middle with the doll and everyone's like, that's the last doll. That's the last yeah. doll. And they all start circling him. Yep. And it just, it looks really good the way they did it. It does. But I think part of it is also the way it was filmed, which helps make it look yeah. really good. That's actually another thing people complain about is how it was filmed. How the whole musical was what? filmed. Why? So. What's wrong with it? I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. They never actually say what they don't like about how it was filmed. They just say they don't like how it was filmed. And I'm like, you guys need to give reasons, please. Seriously, how are we supposed to know what you mean? Like, give reasons for all the reasons you hate Black Friday. Exactly. Instead yeah, of give just giving, reasons. like, vague ones that don't make I love any the sense. way it was filmed. It was filmed I fantastically. I oh love it, too. Oh, my God. These people are ridiculous. <laughs> I, only because I happened to read this Reddit post this morning. It's the only reason I know these things. <laughs> That's your own fault at this point. That is your hey. own fault for watching. Hey, or not watching it reading. kind of worked out, okay? Because <laughs> we can talk about why people hate it. <laughs> it just gives us a reason to make this episode longer. Yeah, no biggie. It's fine. No biggie. No it biggie. was going to be long anyway. <laughs> True. True. I will say uh, one more thing about Feast or Famine is yes. that... I didn't notice this the first time I watched it. I think it probably wasn't until I like 
watched a, I don't know, like a Black Friday out of context video or something, because those are entertaining. Yeah. Uh, And someone, like, it it was pointed out in some out of context video that, like, I think it's probably towards the beginning of the song, you have Jeff Blim's character just yelling out, Chaos Reigns, which I I didn't see it the first time I watched it, and now I notice it every single time. I'm like, all right, Chaos, let's go. Well, now I'm going to have to go rewatch that. Have you not noticed that? Apparently not. Oh, well, that's, well, that's why I named myself Chaos Reigns in Zencaster. Well, I'll go back and rewatch it. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So while all of that is happening, we have Ethan, you know, taking care of Hannah like he's supposed to. And they're trying to go see a Christmas movie at Cineplex. And their tickets end up costing like twenty seven fifty or something. Yeah, like thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, I only have fifteen, you know, like I don't have a lot of money for two tickets. And so they end up not being able to like watch it and Well, he he tries to tell the uh the employee he's just a haggle. He's, he's, just <laughs> he's like, Okay, I'm gonna give you fifteen dollars and that's the highest I'll yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> The boy's like, uh, sir, this is not a place where you can haggle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. And like the, this, uh, the, the employee's like a high schooler. Jerry. He's like another high schooler. And so, you know, uh, uh, Ethan is like, you know what? I'm going to shove you inside a locker at school and fart in it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, all right. So you're still in school. Ooh. We can assume <laughs> at least. I don't know. Maybe he'll just break into the school and I... try to. Ooh, that's know. even worse. I hope not. <laughs> right? I don't know, because I almost feel like You think Ethan, Ethan's out of school? I think Ethan's out of school. Like, maybe he dropped out like Lex or something? Yeah, I'm thinking either he dropped out like Lex or he just happened to graduate somehow. But I also feel like he's at least a year older than Lex, but maybe I'm just imagining things. I don't know. That just hmm. I don't know. Just between Lex and Ethan, I feel like Ethan's older. Just I a little bit. I could see that. I could see that. For sure. Yeah. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for but, believing in me. Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> but because they can't go see the movie, you know, they're just kind of hanging out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, two shoppers from the Toy Zone store happen to come across Ethan and they assume that he has a doll and attack him. Which, like, why do they just assume he has a doll? Bro, I have no fucking clue. At this point, no one even knows that Hannah has one in her backpack. So I don't know why they thought Ethan, who wasn't near Toy Zone at all, has one. Right? Because they weren't there. Like, if they had been in the area, maybe. But Maybe. I don't know. They weren't there, and you he's not even holding one. Like, he has no bag. Where yeah. would he be hiding it? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> Hannah's the one with the bag. Right? <laughs> Go attack Hannah. I'm just kidding. Don't attack Hannah. Don't attack Hannah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, it's weird that they would just straight up go and attack Ethan. I mean, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Because they're just crazy. But yeah. he does get attacked. And Hannah, of course, like runs away with the backpack that has yes. the wiggly doll in it. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, so Hannah ran away. Ethan is on the ground dying. Yep. And that's when Tom and Becky come by and are kind of like, oh my God, this kid's dying. Um, and Becky has the doll herself. She does. She does. And she's also a nurse. So she she's kind of like, okay, we can't, there, there's nothing we can do for this kid. He's He's gone. Yeah. Um, and you have Ethan just delirious and he's he promises to get Lex to California and then he dies. Yep. And then uh and then a man in a hurry comes in and sees <laughs> Becky with the doll and is kinda like, Give me that fucking doll. <laughs> and so he uh he steals the doll from Becky and stabs Tom, which is not a good thing. Don't do that. No, no, don't stab people. Don't That's stab nice. people, yeah. And so the so a man in a hurry escapes with the doll while Tom is now dying from a stab wound, we can assume. And so that all happens. Then the next we see Linda wandering around the mall and she's, she's basically just kind of like, she's upset because she doesn't have a doll and she has a hair appointment later that day. Oh no. Oh, not the hair appointment. Not the hair appointment. Poor baby. I know. (laughs) Uh, But she runs into the delivery man who I think we've been calling uncle Wiley, but whatever, who cares? We'll call him uncle Wiley. That works. (laughs) <laughs> it works we know who we're talking about yeah we do we do we know yeah and so so she runs into uncle wiley and he's kind of like you know linda you're meant for greater things you know like i see a i have a future for you i have something like you're gonna be adored i promise <laughs> mm-hmm. and so uh he he basically offers her the the how what does he offer he basically offers her you know power and adoration yeah yeah, it's that um and that's what linda wants she wants power and she wants adoration yes so she she's like easy to buy why not yeah she's easy to buy we'll give her the right things she will buy it yep (laughs) which i i think she'll pay for practically anything she's fucking rich uh but she she's like you know what absolutely i'll take your offer and so and so we, we we do find out later what happens after she accepts the offer. We find that out next too. Yes, we do. <laughs> yep. But the next thing we see is in the Oval Office at the White House. We have President Howard Goodman and his cabinet trying to figure out what to do about the Wiggly Crisis. Yes, the Wiggly Crisis. The Wiggly Crisis, which we only see in Hatchetfield, but apparently it has spread across the country, which I am not surprised. Yeah, I'm also not, because that jingle is catchy. It is catchy. But Paul hates it. <laughs> yeah, Paul doesn't like music at all. Because no, he's the guy who didn't like musicals, so... <laughs> yeah, but I'm just convinced he doesn't like music in general. I think you're probably right. I don't think he likes singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's just Paul's character, you know? It's, Paul. it's just a little building block for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh... The vice president who I believe is the guy who who sounded kind of like Obama. Yes, the, I don't the, remember who well, he is. I don't know if he actually has a name in the uh, in the musical itself. I don't think his character has a name, but I want to say okay. he's just the, the vice president. Okay. And the, the guy who played him made him sound like Obama, which, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, same. But according, according to Karen, people have been upset about that. <laughs> yeah, well, people have a lot of 
uh, complaints about anything Starkid makes. So <laughs> they need to shut up. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but uh, but so you know, the vice president reveals that he has the Wiggly doll in his possession, and that's when the entire cabinet is kind of like, oh, a Wiggly doll. You have one. Well, let me hang on to it. And like they, they all start fighting Ooh. for the doll. They're yeah, like, they do. give me the fucking doll. And yeah. so uh they they are interrupted by General John McNamara just yes. shooting the Wiggly doll, which breaks the spell. It. Yeah, he murders the doll and that breaks the spell that Good. was basically cast by the Wiggly doll. <laughs> and so then and then like all of them have like a clear head after that and are like, what are we doing? <laughs> what happened? And so General McNamara has to explain what was going on, what was happening with the doll and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And so he he's basically like, you know, cabinet, Mr. President, you have to make a decision on what to do here. And so we get the song Monsters and Men, which is a really good song. It is. It's, it's really very good. good. It's very <laughs> good. I also think it's hilarious that a stuffy is putting a spell on all these adults. Right? I, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of question how it works. I also question how it works, but I don't think we'll ever know. So We're, we're never going to know because, you know, because as soon as uh, General McNamara shoots the doll, the spell is broken yeah. in the general area. So I, I just, I have questions about that, you know? Yeah. I, I, I do too, but... Where are we going to get answers from? Nowhere. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you know a star kid who knows the story. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, but one thing you did question in the movie night's chat was you want to know how General McNamara knows so much about the Lords in Black or like mm -hmm. how he found out and things like that. I yep. am curious about uh, that. I am too. Because like what? I know that no one has an answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one's gonna have that answer. But legit, he knows about it in the guy who didn't like musicals. He knows about it here. Like, is that just like why does Peep exist? Is it because of the Lords in Black? And how did they find out about the Lords in Black? If that's why Peep exists, like, I think I it's possible. Know. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Like, I I wonder if General McNamara. It, like has maybe specialized in the Lords in Black and kind of knows where they originate from, you know? And so he just keeps an eye on Hatchetfield. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Cause that seems to be where everything happens. But how would he have found the Lords in Black and how would he have found the black and white? Like I just, I don't, I have no idea. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't maybe know. he's like Hannah. Do you think he General McNamara has special powers. I almost like want to say yes. I almost want to say yes. You think that's why he knows about it? Because you know how Hannah has Webby like in her mind. I know you don't know much about Webby. I would say yeah. I don't spoil know anything yeah, about her. But, yeah. But like Hannah's got Webby, and yeah. like from what you can see in Black Friday, supposedly Webby is like a protector of sorts. You know giving her like clues and stuff because that's the only reason Hannah knows what's going on. She's yeah, she's at least a protector of Hannah. Yes, of Hannah. And so it's just 
Interesting. I do wonder if McNamara has some kind of connection. Maybe even to Webby. Maybe. Maybe not. Because, okay, this is not like a crazy spoiler. Webby is um, the Lords in Black's sister. She's a sister to all Lords in Black, but she's not a Lord in Black herself? No. She's the witch in the web. Oh, okay. So. But yeah. Interesting. So maybe maybe instead of him being connected to like the evil aspect of the black and white, he's like connected to like the good aspect of the black and white. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, haven't watched Nightmare Time yet, so <laughs> I don't know how McNamara could know so much about the black and white without actually having some sort of a connection yeah, to the I black wa- and white. I want to say he's probably like Hannah, and maybe he does have a connection to Webby, maybe. But I, I, I do think he's like Hannah, partly because at the end of the musical, when we see Lex dying and he shows up then. Oh, that's true. What not? Like, I, I don't know how else he would have shown up to Lex that's if, he, if he didn't have the powers himself. He's got to have some sort of power. He's got to like, have kinda... some sort of power. Well, because we know that Lex can, like, grab stuff out of the black yeah. and white. Okay. And we know that Hannah has some sort of psychic whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe McNamara, it's not that he can, like, grab stuff or whatever like that. Maybe... He can at least talk to them. Yes. Maybe that. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know how I've... Mm, I kind of like that. (laughs) I want Nick to confirm. Come on, Nick. (laughs) Come on, Nick. (laughs) <laughs> tell us what you know tell us what you know because you're at the fucking the story secrets. yeah exactly 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 oh i kind of i do like that though i like that that makes me feel better because up until this point i wasn't really invested i didn't ever think about it until last night about how mcnamara knows so much about it and i was like the fuck yeah I mean, that I, would make me feel better about it all because otherwise I don't understand how he knows anything. <laughs> I would say, well, it could also be that maybe there was someone else who worked at Peep who had all this knowledge and maybe they Ooh. were also connected. Ooh. So, like, I, I don't think it's just McNamara who figured it True. all out. True. Like, I, I think it could be someone else at some point in yeah. time has just been passing on this information. Like, fi- figure it all out and all that. Like, <laughs> you're only thinking of McNamara. I'm thinking, hey, this is an organization. Well, they have inside stuff at some point, somehow. Well, yeah, no, like, it's definitely an organization. But McNamara obviously definitely has something if he can reach out to Lex. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I, I always I always thought... Just, like, just, in general, Peep just in had general, made these Peep, advances. Yeah, Peep has made these advances. They already yeah. know all this. Like, I, I didn't have any issues with that. I was just like, they know it somehow. Well, I, I don't think I necessarily had issues with Peep. I just had issues with McNamara. <laughs> He's part of <laughs> Knowing Peep, everything. I mean, you're right. He's part of Peep. <laughs> most of the times, like, a secret thing like that it's always on like a need to know basis well yeah oh yeah oh of course of so. course but i guess because but he's kind of the leader ish of peep he would at know. this point yeah yeah okay all right that's fine <laughs> <laughs> we kind of figured it out mcnamara has psychic powers guys <laughs> yep at least according to what we know yes could be wrong yes. but you know yes 
Um, that is the end of Act One, though. Yes. Monsters and Men. <laughs> good song. Good song. Good, good song. ending good song. to Act One. All right, cool. Act Two. Act Two that Colleen unironically loves the beginning. I of. love the beginning of the show. <laughs> I and like like here's the thing too. So so the beginning of the show we see Santa Claus is going to high school. We see we see part yeah. of this movie that Ethan and Hannah were supposed to go see. And, like, you you keep hearing little bits and pieces, I think, that are kind of like, oh, that movie's supposed to suck. You know, like, that's going to be a, yeah. it's a bad movie, but whatever. Like, people aren't, like, super excited about it. Uh, but I, I, I remember watching being a this and just being like, this is fantastic. I love this. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. I also I love it. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but... But it, it totally, it, it has absolutely nothing to do with the no. story. That's absolutely the thing. nothing. It, yeah. it, it does not advance the plot in any way, shape, or form. No, it's just fun. It's just, it's just fun. It's a little fun, little story within a story, you know? And the reason we even get to see it is because Becky took Tom here to patch up his stab wound that he received from the man in a hurry. Yes in the previous act and then she proceeds to like tell him all about how she got out of her abusive marriage with stanley (laughs) and (laughs) and and like she she basically mentions how she like left him for dead i think he's he she left him in like a forest somewhere yeah the hatchet filled ones i'm pretty sure hatchet filled woods or something yeah yeah, which uh, which uh, because she, she mentions you know like oh Stanley is the one who actually like made me become a nurse. Yeah. Uh, so I knew where exactly his like one of one of his arteries Femoral artery. was. Yeah, and so she's like I knew where exactly to stab him or you know d- just slice him open. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and so she's yeah. like, you know, I left him there to die, and so I don't know if he crawled away and found help or if he's just dead. <laughs> yeah, and he was the one who brought the knife, so you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one who in brought the knife. In her defense, she wasn't trying to kill him until yeah. until it happened. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, and so I, I I think it's really funny because she tells that to Tom. She tells that story to Tom about basically just like, yeah, I killed him and I left him there, and whatever happened after that happened, whatever. Yeah. Tom doesn't react at all to it. Nope, not at all. Just he's ignores not it, upset basically. by it. He's not shocked yeah. by it. He's just he, like, all right, cool. Sounds great, Becky. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I'm just like, okay. She confessed to murdering Murder. <laughs> her, her abusive husband. Yeah. And you have nothing to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I don't remember what happened after that. Um, They have sex. Well, I know that much, but I'm talking about, like, what happened right after she told the story. Like, what is said or done next? Uh. Because I know they sing a song, but, or maybe, oh, you know what? I I think we hear a line from the movie. I think that's what happened. Yeah, that's what it is. I think that's what it is. You know, Becky says, you know, along the lines of, you know, just like, I, I killed him and I don't regret it, whatever. And then they're, they're, there's kind of just this pause, I think, and then you hear the movie and they kind of look up at it and they're like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're just reminiscing about the past and, and how these they... are like their old seats that they used to sit in when they would go watch movies and stuff. Yeah, they had said that already. But 
<laughs> but they they do they do sing the song uh, "Take Me Back," which is a really good song. Yeah. Yes. And, and like I know you had mentioned, I think in the movie nights chat, kind of like around the time we started the musical, or like right before we started, or something. You mentioned how uh how Dylan Saunders, who plays Tom. Uh, was on vocal rest for a few weeks before leading up to the show. Yes. Which, yeah, from what I had heard, he was just on vocal rest, like literally from the time that the show ended up till when the next show started, and he just ah, did that. Gotcha. Yeah, like constantly. Because you mentioned that uh that the show was very vocally taxing for him. Yes. yes. Which. Is it, it's very it's not necessarily that's very obvious, but just listening to all of the songs he sings in this musical, yeah. I'm like, I get it. No, same. I get it. <laughs> yeah, and with how much he puts into his parts as well, like it just totally makes sense why he yes. would do that. Yes, because he's yes. Dylan and he doesn't ever he's... half-ass anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which like I I 100 am with you on that, Dylan. I I completely understand. I get it. Do right. it. <laughs> <laughs> which you you reminded me of uh of because you said the movie nights chat. You know, like uh, he was on vocal rest because you know he wants to make sure every performance is the best, whatever. Yeah. And that reminded me of when I was in college. I was. It was a very small college. I was in choir. I was in two choirs yeah. at the high. At, sorry, at the college. Uh, I was in like the main choir, and then we had like a chamber choir. Uh, we also had a singer's workshop, which I was not in, but like all of the like vocal majors were in. Um, and then I think a lot of choir kids also had a church singing job. Like they were in the church choirs, uh, various choirs around the area. Yeah. And I remember very specifically the chamber choir director said one day, you know, like, I hate how much you guys, how many choirs you guys are in because like you're not resting your voice at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> but it just, it, it would do, we all loved singing. And, you know, I, I think we really loved the music that we did and yeah. everything that came along with being in these choirs. And plus the church choirs, we usually got paid for. So, yeah, you know, which like, is nice. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do whatever at this point. Right. Make some money. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just like I I completely understand where the choir director was coming from because we literally are not allowing our voices the rest that it deserves. For sure. But you should, but you know, you, you should. don't always you get should. the opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. So anyways, I'm with Dylan on this, being on vocal rest, whatever yep. you can. Yep. I get it. <laughs> It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> but uh, so back to Black Friday. Yes. <laughs> uh, we next see, you know, after Tom and Becky uh, sing their song and then they have sex. And then there's this point where uh, like right like right before the scene ends where Tom peeps up from their seats. And it's just kind of like. Uh, this is the best movie ever, and I'm like, I'm with you on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know if it's actually the best movie ever, but <laughs> it would be interesting to see them do a short of that one too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be hilarious. Anyways, the scene changes. Now we are at Peep headquarters where. 
uh, McNamara introduces President Goodman to his second-in-command, Xander Lee, and yes. uh, and he basically, you know, tells the president about the black and white, how it's placed between dimensions, mm-hmm. and he starts talking about Wiggly as well, who's an entity in the black and white. Yeah. Um, A devil, so he, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, so Peep believes that Wiggly is attempting to um, to come into our dimension, you know, and remake existence according to its own will. Yes. Uh, so, uh, as it says in the wiki, McNamara says, in essence, we're trying to stop the birth of a god. Yeah. Uh, which, as Karen just said, he might be more like a devil. Yeah, well, he's one of five of them. Um, yeah. So. He's <laughs> one of five, five devils. <laughs> you know. Good old siblings. Yeah, which, which I mean, like, at this point, when Black Friday came out, we didn't know all that. No, you didn't we, know about we, any of the other devils. You just We knew. only well, knew about Wiggly. Well, actually, we knew about one other, but we didn't know what he was called. Because mm-hmm. the one in the guy who didn't like musicals is Pokey. Oh, yeah. oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so we know about Pokey and Wiggly, but we don't know Pokey by name. We just know Wiggly by name. I feel like we technically don't know about Pokey. I don't know. I, I mean, like, we do, but we don't. Well. I don't know. Well. I, I, think, I think for some reason I always thought it was just Wiggly in Black Friday, but I don't know Black Friday. And the guy who didn't like musicals. You thought this was but... Wiggly and the guy who didn't like musicals? Oh, girl. Well, you gotta since... watch Nightmare Time. Well, no, 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 no. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You go from the guy who didn't like musicals to Black Friday, and That's you think, true. okay, same town, Trying but to alternate take over the universes. World again. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Alternate universes. So I always thought it was Wiggly in both musicals, but I yeah. haven't watched Nightmare Time, so yeah. I don't know. And then yeah. also we get to Nerdy Prince Must Die and Wiggly is still in charge. And so I'm thinking it could still be Wiggly, but I haven't watched Nightmare Time, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, but now that I know that it's Pokey, yes. interesting. <laughs> yep, Pokey. Huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. The one interesting. With the, the blue stone mask in the picture that I saw. Yeah. Uh, I figured it was Corey's character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that one. Yeah. Yep. You'll you'll learn more. I'll learn. I'll learn. I just haven't watched Nightmare Time yet, so I I don't know these things. Yeah, it's actually crazy how much background info you get from Nightmare Time. Oh, I believe it. Anyways, back to Black Friday. Yes. <laughs> so at Beep headquarters, McNamara is basically like, "Okay, Mr. President, we're gonna send you into the black and white through a portal." Yeah, <laughs> the after president's like the fuck. After telling the president that the last guy they sent through the portal came back insane. So yes. the president's like, um, you what? You want me to do what? Did he come back though? <laughs> yeah. The guy came back through the portal? I thought he stayed yeah. in the portal. No, they said, like, people are like, like I, I remember them basically saying he went insane, but I don't remember if they said he came back through the portal I think he not. said that he came back insane. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what McNamara said. Either way, the guy went insane. Yes, he went crazy. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, the president's like, the fuck? I don't really want to go in there. And he's like, this is kind of your duty, dude. You're the president of the United States. (laughs) Yep. They're like, in in America, you're the president. And so you have to, you know, make a peace treaty with this entity known as Wiggly just for the U.S., like, not for the world, but for the U.S., mm-hmm. basically. And so they're like, you know what, and if that fails, you know, we're just gonna, you know, whoop, 
throw a nuclear bomb inside the black and white. It'll be fine. Yeah. Big, big, easy thing to do. No biggie. Yeah. Yeah. No biggie. It'll work out one way or another. Yeah. Totally. Totally. 100%. <laughs> so I, I think I think they basically convinced the president like you yeah. have to do this. Yeah, it's gonna happen whether you want to want to do it or not. It will happen. So he's like, okay, I guess. Yep. And the scene well, switches to back at the mall. Yep, with, with Sherman. With Sherman. Oh, Sherman. I uh, it's like I love and hate Sherman at the same time. Yeah, but I think it's because Jamie. it's Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Jamie. It's Jamie doing it. So it's like, I, I love and hate Sherman all at once. Yeah. But uh, so Sherman is over here, you know, it, it says in the wiki, you know, Sherman Young leads a sermon celebrating Wiggly's supposed prophet, Linda. Mm-hmm. And so this is where you find out what Uncle Wiley promised to Linda. Yes. It's like, you'll, you will have power and adoration. You will be Wiggly's prophet. That's yes. what you're going to be. You're going to, you're going to do that. And so, of course, everyone just falls in line. They're like, Linda is the prophet. Linda, we love you. The (laughs) cult of Wiggly has begun. The cult of Wiggly has begun, yes. And so, uh, yeah, and so this is also where uh, the shoppers have captured Frank and Lex, you know, the people who are working at Toy Zone. Yep. And so uh, Frank tells Linda there are no dolls left, so she slits his throat. Yep. And he dies. And then they try to get information out of Lex, who honestly doesn't... Well, she does know of a doll that is left, but yeah. she's not going to tell them. No, she's not going to give up her sister. <laughs> exactly. She's not like First of all, she's not going to give up her sister because she cares about her sister. Secondly, she could still use the money from the Wiggly doll if she sells it. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> But uh, th- this is this is when a security guard tells Linda that he saw on the tapes a young girl with a hat running through the mall with a doll. Yep. You know, a, a little girl with uh, with a backpack. <laughs> yeah. And so Linda's like, "All right, go find this girl. Go do Give it." Me the child. Yes. <laughs> and so we get the song "Adore Me," which is a really good song. It is. Which, as, as we keep saying, all of these songs are really good. They're all so good. They're all the writing absolutely is just fantastic. Lovely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But then we switch from you know this scene with Linda to Hannah, where she gets visited by a a, a ghost of Ethan, quote unquote, basically, yeah. since he's dead you know <laughs> yep <laughs> and he's like oh you know hannah it's totally okay you don't gotta hide anymore like you know it's fine just bring the doll on out and it'll be great and so then you know hannah of course mm-hmm. recognizes that he's evil and is like no you're not here not ethan you know and then she pulls out the doll and that's when Wiggly actively starts, like, talking to her, and she's like, no, I don't like you, you're evil, blah, 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 you know, and he starts talking about how he's going to, like, kill her or whatever, and she mentions, like, Webby at one point, yes. and how, like, <laughs> Webby had said something about how bad he was or whatever, and yeah. <laughs> Wiggly specifically says that Webby is a stupid bitch. <laughs> yep. And I was like, stop it. Don't talk about your yeah. sister that way. <laughs> Which I didn't know they were siblings, so I was like, alright, spoilers. 
<laughs> yeah, but not a bad one. It's fine. It's spoilers, though. Uh, it's spoilers, but it's not like... Spoilers. It's not going to end the world, Colleen. You'll be it's fine. ending my world. It's not. <laughs> 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 but Wiggly needs to fuck off, okay? <laughs> yeah, Wiggly can fuck off. I love Wiggly, but he can fuck off. <laughs> He's the worst and also the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does say... That he's going to like what rip Hannah open? Is yeah. That what it is? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's gonna eat her. He's gonna eat her right yep. up. That's what it is. Yep. Weirdo. Weirdo. He's but, you a, know. he's an entity. He's, he's a supposed god. to be weird. He's, he's a, a god. Devil? He's a devil and a god. <laughs> he's a devil entity god. I don't there know. we go. <laughs> <laughs> the three different forms. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Wiggly's just just creepy, and I love Wiggly, scaring love Hannah. Love him. And this is when Tom and Becky find Hannah. Yeah. And they see that you know she has the doll, and Tom yells at Hannah, so it scares her, and so she kind of like runs away. Well, and, here's the thing too. Oh yeah. Uh, but b- before Tom scares her. You know, Hannah tries to tell them, like, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. He's lying. Whatever. Like, she tries to tell them, yeah, the doll's not good. But they're not going to listen. They are under Wiggly's spell at this point. Yeah, it's true. So, so you know, they, they, they want the fucking doll. They're going to get the fucking doll. And so Tom does yell at her and does scare her. And Becky gets mad at him and is like, you're not supposed to yell at a child. Yeah. You're supposed to, to uh, what'd she say? You're supposed to... Uh, lure them in. Lure them in, gently. <laughs> yeah. So then she sings the song, Do You Want to Play? Mm-hmm. And the, the whole goal is to uh, inject anesthesia into Hannah to yes. like, put her to sleep. Uh, and so they can take the doll. And I, I do love Do You Want to Play? It's really good. It's really it's creepy. so good. <laughs> she's so, so good at the good. creepy voice so good. I love her <laughs> I love I love her so much yeah yay Kim <laughs> yay Kim <laughs> but they eventually get I mean you know because they're searching obviously I think oh, actually I don't know where they are do we know where they are nope just like we a just random know room they're somewhere. in the mall. They're yeah. in the mall somewhere. Well, they do eventually find Hannah and get close enough to where um, they can grab her. Yeah, they basically sneak up on her. Yeah. Because I think they kind of come in from behind. I think Tom manages to grab Hannah. He does. And Becky goes to inject <laughs> Hannah with the syringe that she has. Oh, but somehow, I don't know how, but somehow she misses and stabs herself with the syringe. Yeah, I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> that girl. <laughs> I, God, I, the, the scene is a little weird to me. It's a little odd yeah. to me. Because the last time we saw Tom and Hannah, they were perfectly fine. You know, they were kind of like, oh. Tom and Becky. Sorry, Tom and Becky. Tom and Becky, they were perfectly fine. You know, they weren't crazy, like, get me the doll. They were more just, like, reminiscing, and they were fine. Whatever. Exactly. Um, They had sex. It's fine. 
And so then all, all of a sudden, they're like, give me the fucking doll. Yeah, it's like weirdly jarring for them to go from like, eh, you know, if we get a doll, we get it, to, oh no, we're getting that doll. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like the, the previous scene we saw them in, they didn't care about the dolls yeah. at all, really. And in this scene, they are just under the spell, and it's really yeah, like you said, it's jarring. Yeah, it's it's one of the few complaints about Black Friday that I understand. Yes, yeah, that one I would understand. But it's like, on the other hand, I do also realize that the closer to a doll you might be, then the more power it probably holds over you. Ah, yes. However, it's all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> it seems that all the other adults that we see in this uh, in this musical are just. Under the spell forever, basically, whether there's a doll yeah. near them or not. Yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, like, even before the dolls were out in the store, before they were out in the store, you know, all these adults were already wanting to get the doll uh, because of the uh, the commercials. Yeah. So. It was like hypnosis or something. Yeah, it was like hypnosis of a sort. Like, they just put a little, like, idea in the back of their mind. They were like, hey. Your child wants this doll. They've probably never said that, but they want it. Um, so yeah. now they're all like, okay, we have to get the doll. We have to order the doll. We have to go get in line. We have to be there on Black Friday when the doll um, is released. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It's just, it's interesting how this it's works. It's very interesting. Strange. Very strange. But Tom grabs the doll after, you know, Becky knocks herself out, he takes it from Hannah, and he's like, alright, cool, I got this. Now I just need to leave. And yeah. he starts leaving. <laughs> Which, I mean, Becky, like, accidentally knocked herself out, so exactly. it's not like he's gonna grab Becky and drag her no. out. All he well, cares about is the doll, because now they are in such close proximity to the doll. Yeah. That's all they can think of, is just, I need that doll. Exactly. And then I think this is when we switched to the black and white, right? With Goodman? Uh, almost because, uh, you know, Tom takes the doll and leaves and Hannah is stuck under oh, Becky. Right. Like Becky, like, yeah. essentially fell on top of her. And so Hannah's stuck. And that's when uh, some people who are part of the cult of Wiggly come across them and they're like, oh, it's the girl with the backpack. We found her. And they're like, all right. Oh, and her protector. You know, like, we better take both of them in. And so they do grab both Becky and Hannah and take them off. And then that's when we get back to a uh, peep when President Goodman is about to go through the portal. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Oh, I was just going to say it's interesting that Joey Richter just, it, it doesn't have as big of a part to play in this, but he just shows up as like, quote unquote, the delivery man. Oh, you're again. right. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joey's not in this musical too often. No. Now that I think about it, but the parts he's in are great. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, Joey is great just in general. So yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. So uh, President Goodman is all dressed up in a. I really won't call it a spacesuit, but it's not actually a spacesuit. Uh. But it's- he he. I would say it's probably more similar to like what um, the 
the agency in Stranger Things was using to go into the upside down. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's more like a hazmat suit yeah, in that. a sense. Yeah, yeah that. That, that, <laughs> that. It just looks more like a space suit. <laughs> yes, because of the helmet. Yeah, because of the helmet. A glass it's, it's, dome. Yeah, <laughs> it's round instead of however you want to describe the hazmat helmets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's also just clear all the way around. It's like a fishbowl. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. But um. But yeah. So, you know, President Goodman goes in. Is kind of like, hi, I'm President Goodman of the United States, and I'm here to talk to the entity known as Wiggly. And eventually, you know, Wiggly starts. No, oh, no, 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 no. He runs into a. Hold on. Oh, what? I'm trying to decide, remember if he runs he if he talks to Wiggly first or if he talks to uh, Uncle Wiley first. Uncle Wiley first. Uncle Wiley. Okay, okay, okay. And then um, he runs into Wiggly. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that Wiley is in the black and white. Yeah. Because as far as we can tell, he is a human. Yeah. You know, just a human person. We've seen him in the uh, in Hatchetfield. We've seen him, but he's True. also in the black and white. Yes. Without any protective gear. Yes. So I'm wondering, is he just able to go between both the black and white and Hatchetfield or Earth, I guess, essentially? Possibly. Maybe. I don't know, because he's working for Wiggly. I was also going to say, I don't know if you necessarily need protective gear to go into the black and white. That's true. It's just that. It's just that they did give the president protective gear. I would say, yeah, it's just that with Peep's understanding of the black and white and the last Mm -hmm. person they sent through, it was like, hmm, not really a safe place. Let's give people protection when they go in. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe, maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't affect them really. Like the, the world itself or the, yeah, I guess the world of the black and white, whatever you want to call it, uh, doesn't affect people. Like, it doesn't drive yeah. them crazy. It's the, peop- the the entities inside it that do that. Yeah. Because, again, I was just going to... I think that it's pretty similar to the Upside Down. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's necessarily, like, where they got the idea for the yeah. black and white. Um, or, like, a little jumping point, basically. Because it's not the same, obviously. But Obviously, the, yeah. Like, they can go into the Upside Down without protective gear and come back out just fine. You know, they're just gross afterwards. They yeah. They get dirty. But, you know, it doesn't yeah. seem like it has much health effect on them. Unless they stay in there too long, like Will. But I would say, yeah, that's the thing. I Like, it, it does affect your health if you're in there for too long. Exactly. But, the, I mean the president's not going to be in the black and white yeah (laughs) yeah he's not planning on staying in there so i I do think he would have been fine having this short conversation in the black and white without any protective gear but because i think peep doesn't know enough about the black and white they're just taking precautions they're taking precautions yeah yeah but then of course that begs uncle wiley is he an actual person or is he uh I think I mean, he's he an actual just, person. Do you think he's a sniggle that Wiggly has convinced to just dress like a normal person instead of looking like a sniggle? 
Well, see, I don't know much about the Sniggles, so I can't confirm or deny that. I don't either. The so, most I know about the Sniggles is in this. <laughs> oh, well, I know nothing about the Sniggles in this. I just... <laughs> but do you think Do you think that's what he is? Do you think he's just, just one of the Sniggles that he's, like, had put a human suit on, basically? I thought he was a human. <laughs> I still think he's a human, like, uh, uh, but I don't know. Because... I don't either. <sighs> Interesting. I don't know. I need to know more about the Sniggles to make that decision, because I, I never thought of the Sniggles as anyone. I want books. Can they write Hatchetfield books? Please. Like lore books i would read those. yeah give us lore books please i, I would I, will... I would read the fuck out of those same <laughs> you know how people read like five nights at freddy's lore books i'll read that's I'll true read hatchet yeah. filled lore books <laughs> absolutely please nick you I'm gotta down. write some lore books <laughs> people would buy them i know yeah. they would <laughs> they would they would they would yeah but I don't, I don't know. I always thought of Uncle Wiley as a human who, like, Wiggly, you know, convinced, yeah. like, oh, you know, like, the, everything will be better like, once yeah. I rule the world, whatever. And so I, I that's, that's just what I always thought of him as. And I understand that. And I think that's what I always thought, too. But, like, the, I don't know. I'm just, I'm sitting here just wondering if maybe he is a Sniggle instead. I just, I. But I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought of the Snickles. <laughs> I think I'm putting too much thought into this. <laughs> you might be, to be honest. But I, I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. Because, uh, because in the scene, you know, Uncle Wiley talks to President Goodman. And then we uh, get this song that Uncle Wiley sings called Made in America. And you do see the Snickles again. Because yes. they, were, they were in the commercial at the very beginning of the musical. And so I always thought, you know, it's just people dressing up for... To be in this musical, just as part of a musical. I never thought, like, oh, yeah, these are Sniggles. I never, I was just like, they're part of the commercial. That's all I ever oh. thought. So that's, that's like, where I'm coming from. I'm always just like, oh, they're called Sniggles? Interesting. Okay. Like, I just thought they were part of the commercial. I didn't think, I didn't really think, oh. like, oh, this is part of um, the black and white. This is part of Wiggly and all that. That Sniggles are actually whatever however the more i think about it the more i'm like oh you know what they do come back and made in america so i guess maybe they are sniggles are a thing i yes. i just never i never connected those dots ever um i have a lot of dots to connect for you right now are you ready go for it so wiley is not a sniggle wiley okay. is in fact general john mcnamara's mentor wilbur cross who is the one who stepped through the portal and came oh! out a raving lunatic oh so he's the one that oh! was McNamara's, like, mentor. Yes! And he pledged okay. his undying loyalty to, to the Lords in Black, I would assume. And then disappeared soon after. Oh. But he was a former member of Peep. Yeah. So there you go. Yes. And he's in two episodes in Nightmare Time. Uh, nice. All right, I like this. I like these dots being connected. Okay, so he is okay, a human. Okay. He's he not is a, a human. He is a human. Yep. He is a human. We've got it. We got it. Wow. Wow. All right. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, 
So, so Made in America, that song happens. Yep. Fantastic yep. song. We love Joey Richter as a villain. He's he's fantastic at it. We do. We do. We do. We do. We do. We need more villains. He's such a good villain. <laughs> trail I, to Oregon, anyone? Trail to, tra- Oregon. Trail to Oregon? Come on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Made in America happens, and then all of a sudden, General McNamara appears, you know, unprotected not in a suit whatever yes um and he's there to save the president because i i think oh yeah because they lost connection with president goodman they lost their uh like their radio essentially they couldn't talk to him anymore and so uh mcnamara was like all right i'm going in yep he goes in to save him he goes in to save him and he since he's unprotected he's like you know what like i i can't leave now because the black and white is affecting me now uh, which I, I guess we're not entirely sure about that. Yeah, we're not sure about that. We're not entirely <laughs> sure about that, but we don't know. We, we're we not experts on the black and white. Nope. And so, you know, the president gets out. McNamara stays there in the black and white. When the president gets out, he's like, all right, close the portal. McNamara's not coming back. Uh, and he's, or no, he doesn't say, he doesn't close, say the close the portal. He, he doesn't says, say that. Just deploy the nuke. <laughs> yeah, he says deploy the nuke. <laughs> Uh, and so, and so they do, they send a nuclear bomb into the black and white and they're waiting to hear it explode, which mm-hmm. I, okay, I guess leave the portal open so you can be sure that it exploded. But at the same time, I don't know if you want to do that. Uh-uh. And I mean, it's very clear that they don't because then we hear nothing and they're like, what the heck, where did it go? And then Wiggly's like, hmm, <laughs> looks like you misplaced your bomb. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Mr. Poesiwes, looks like you misplaced your bomb bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not good. And then they get a notification that Moscow has been literally destroyed. Yes. So they've, and- they just got baited into World War Three. Yeah, and that's Yay. when that's when Wiggly admits that oh, you know, like or, or well, they 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 realize that you know the Russians had another portal, mm-hmm. uh, and Wiggly is like, oh yeah, you know, uh, I gave the bomb to the Russians. You're welcome. Yeah. And I'm wondering because they do say you know like oh they've baited us into World War Three, and I'm like, how do they know that the Americans did that though? How do they know it's the Americans' bomb? Did they oh. have a chance to? say holy shit an american nuclear bomb just came through this portal because i don't think so as far as they know moscow just blew up yeah that would be so i don't know i don't know about that i've always wondered how do they know that the american it was an american bomb how do they know yeah i don't know how they know i don't either that's confusing, but I guess maybe just maybe Russia just doesn't think anyone else would nuke them. How do they know that someone nuked them though? Maybe the Russians just accidentally they accidentally <laughs> set off their own bomb. You never Moscow know. Moscow spontaneously combusted. <laughs> they did, <laughs> but it's it's the fact that you know, like you didn't see any bombs flying overhead, so. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to think? There were absolutely no reports, uh, or at least I can only assume that there were no reports of just like, yeah, hey, you know, there's a bomb coming. 
I, I get the yeah. feeling Moscow basically just spontaneously combusted. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't think there's a reason to believe, like, oh, my God, World War Three just began. Like, no, I, I, understand, <laughs> I understand the fear of that. Uh, because, I, like, obviously, like, we accidentally nuked Russia. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone can really know that it was the U.S. Yeah. That is a good point. But also, I just want to know where exactly this portal was and how the bombing situation worked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's all weird. I don't know either. <laughs> I have no idea. We're it's never going to know. confusing. I mean, we might if they write books. <laughs> I wish they would. I wish. <laughs> but yeah, so quote unquote, they believe World War Three has begun officially. And as far as we know, it has. Yeah, as far as we know. We don't exactly have any reason to believe it hasn't, you know, considering. Yeah. Yeah, considering everything everything is going to chaos. Yeah. So then we get to a different scene with Sherman and Lex where Sherman is basically, like, you know, essentially going to kill Lex unless Lex... Uh, well, no, because Sherman still wants to kill Lex no matter what. It's just delayed a little bit yeah, when yeah, Lex yeah, yeah. offers to give Sherman the, like, mispainted ponies that are left in, like, the storeroom or whatever. Yeah, and I, I if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sherman is going to kill Lex because Linda told her, told him to, I think? Maybe, Maybe? just because she didn't have a doll. And Maybe? she's obviously not on Wiggly's side. She's not trying to join the cult. Yeah, I think that's part of so it. So that's probably. that's my best guess. I don't know 100% why Sherman wants to kill Lex. Yeah, exactly. It's just, okay, I'm going to kill you. It's like, all right, go for it. It just happens. It just happens. But yeah, so, but, so Sherman is going to kill Lex, but let's Lex go after she promises yeah. to give him all these uh, like misprinted ponies or whatever. Yeah, and and Sherman is like, all right, cool. I'll just kill you later. You know. Yep. yep. And so then once Lex is like free, whatever, you know, she starts attacking Sherman and is like, no, I got rid of the ponies. I threw them in the trash. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a really interesting thing. Is that yes. while Sherman does want all of the Wiggly dolls, or at least one. As soon as Lex mentions, hey, I have some misprints. It's like, I have ponies for you. Sherman's like, forget the Wigglies. Give me the misprints. Give me the ponies. I want the ponies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? What about Wiggly? Nightmare time. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> you'll you'll understand. I'll understand if I watch yep. Nightmare Time. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Yep. You'll understand but, Sherman better for sure. <laughs> I feel like I already understand Sherman. He's um, a fucking weirdo who loves dolls. You don't. You don't yet. <laughs> don't worry. Oh. So he's not a weirdo who loves dolls. Well, no. You get that part. That's just the surface, oh. though. Well, you okay. Don't I, know under- I, underst- <laughs> I understand surface level Sherman. Yes. But I don't know that there's more to him. So as far yeah. as I'm aware. As far as you're aware, uh, you do understand Sherman. And you're kind I'm of aware. right. So. <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> but 
But but without the context of Nightmare Time, it's interesting that Sherman basically went, fuck the Wiggly yeah. Dolls, give me the ponies. Yeah, he's just a creepy toy collector. He's a creepy he's a toy collector, yeah. In his, like, 40s. Good yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, buddy, yep. But, but anyways. Sherman starts killing Lex because, you know, he's upset that she threw the the toys away. You know, how dare she? (laughs) And uh, this is when we get Black Friday. Such a good song. So good. So good. I just really like Angela a lot. (laughs) Same. I love Angela. She is fantastic. She is. Uh, but, but you know, the beginning of the song, Black Friday, you know, it starts with, uh, you know, Lex being choked out by Sherman. And she's yes. like, is this what I live for, to be choked out in a toy store? And she, uh, uh, from what, I guess basically kind of like what I'm remembering, she's basically just like contemplating her life at this yeah. point. Because she's dying. Yeah. These are like her final moments, right? This is quote unquote her life flashing before her eyes. Exactly. Yeah. And so, of course, she she would sing a song like this, you yep. know, just being like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, wh- what did I do with my life? Only for General McNamara to appear, like, at the end of the song. Yeah. And, and so... He... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, he reminds Lex that she, too, has a psychic power. And... Well, he, he doesn't remind her, he just tells her. <laughs> well... Sorry. Nightmare time again, but wow! Well, see, see, in the context of someone who doesn't in know the context Nightmare of time, someone who doesn't if, know it, if we were watching this when Black Friday came out, we wouldn't know that he, he says, quote unquote, tells her. She he tells like her, power. yeah, he tells her your sister has a psychic power and you have it too. Like he literally tells her that. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're forgetting nightmare time right now because when black friday came out it didn't exist okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> however I, uh, I do i do acknowledge that you have all of this background information that you can't share yet because i haven't seen nightmare time it's technically a reminder but okay <laughs> yeah. yeah so so in so in the context in the of context of black friday it's not <laughs> yeah no, no no i'm just saying in the context of someone who knows nightmare time has watched it this is just a reminder to Lex. Yes, yes. But yes. in the but context, in the context of, of like, Colleen right now. <laughs> of me right now. I didn't know that. So spoilers, stop spoiling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so for anyone who doesn't know Nightmare Time, I guess, the, uh, as far as we know, yeah. General McNamara is telling her, hey, you have powers. But for yeah. some, people like Karen who have watched Nightmare Time, no, this is just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, so yeah, so, so, you know, McNamara is basically like, hey, you're not going to die here. You know, you're not dead yet. You're not dying here. I'm going to give you my gun yes. so that you can, you know, get out. But she has to reach in and take it. Yeah. He, he's like, you have to reach into like the black and white where he is, uh, to take the gun. And yes. he I, I think to manifest it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really good how they staged this, how they staged her getting the gun from McNamara. Yeah. Because I believe, if I remember correctly, you know, she's being choked out by Sherman. McNamara is, you know, a few feet away. And when, uh, 
And basically, I think the lights go out, maybe? Or no, 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 no. Uh, I can't remember. I don't I, remember they, how she gets it exactly. I, yeah, I would say, I can't remember if the lights go out or what, but I know, uh, basically, like, the, the, the two actors, they don't reach each other. He doesn't, like, toss her the gun or anything. He doesn't, you know, what, what are the words I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Basically, <laughs> long story long story short, the actress for Lex Angela just had a gun like hidden on yeah. herself, so she could just pull it out and shoot Sherman. It's like she did reach into the black. And white. Yeah, so it's like she did reach into the black and white. But I, I I do like the fact that you know it it was a surprise essentially. Well, not yeah. necessarily a surprise, but it's like it was a surprise to Sherman at least. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Sherman wasn't expecting it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I like the fact that we didn't actually see her, like, take it from McNamara in some Same. way, shape, or form. You know, like, he didn't walk over to her and give it to her. Yeah. She just suddenly had it. I like that, too. I like it. But, anyways, uh, so, uh, oh, McNamara did sing a Monsters and Men reprise here. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. To encourage Lex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so Lex shoots Sherman, gets away from him, and she follows McNamara's instructions to save the world from Wiggly. Mm. And she comes across Tom, who is in possession of, um, of apparently the last doll. And yes. she tell and she basically explains to him, like, Tim doesn't want that doll. Like, I've been yeah. working at Toy Zone for the quite a while and with each new toy that comes out we have kids asking about it all the time but absolutely no child has asked about wiggly yep she's like a, it's only the adults yeah. <laughs> yep she is literally just using logic to explain to tom like this is not a good thing like adults are the ones who are obsessed with this kids yeah. don't want it and isn't this when she mentions that they're all obsessed with like Fortnite or whatever <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I do wonder how is it uh, decided like who's an adult and who isn't like who does Wiggly affect and I do wonder if it's people who I guess maybe have more of a mindset of an adult in some yeah. way I guess like like obviously um, I guess here in the US like a legal adult is someone who is 18 or yeah. older uh, but I, I highly doubt that as soon as you turn 18, Wiggly would affect you. I'm sure it's there's like a, I guess kind of like a progression of how Wiggly can start to affect you yeah. at some point. Like, I'm sure it's little by little will yeah. start to do that. I think so, too. Because, like, obviously, like, Lex wanted one, but she didn't want it for herself. She wanted to yeah, sell it. Exactly. And uh, um, it's like, like, obviously, Lex is still... Um, like, like a teenager. Not, like she, she's very obviously a teenager. And the question is kind of like, are you 17 or 18? Because yeah. in my mind, she's somewhere around there. Right. Uh, but it's also like, even if she were 18, she's not affected by it. Not crazy even, affected. She not, just wanted she, to sell it. <laughs> yeah. So in, in my mind, she's not affected by it at all. Yeah. 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 And uh, neither was Ethan as True. well. And, and like I said earlier, I feel like he's at least like a year older than Lex, but maybe he's not. I don't know. But he Who wasn't knows? affected by it. <laughs> and, uh, in, and Frank is also not affected by it. And not in the way that the cult of Wiggly is. No. I guess. But he's also just obsessed with money. Yes. So 
Yeah, he's more invested in the money aspect of things. So I think that's yes. a higher priority than whatever hole Wiggly is supposedly going to fill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but. I, I, I do wonder, you know, like how different people are affected by yeah. Wiggly. And when kind of that's like decided. It would sense. be interesting to like learn those details although they'll probably never ever ever come out so oh no they're not going to but it'd be interesting (laughs) but this is when um tom does sing if i fail you yes because uh because i believe this is when you know he does start realizing after lex is talking to him he does start realizing like oh yeah okay maybe she's right maybe she's right about this and so he does sing if i fail you uh, yes. Which is basically him being like, I, I guess it's kind of like I want to give Tim the what he wants, you know. It's yeah. not it's not the song what Tim wants, but no. it's it's basically just if I fail Tim, you know, then I've, I've failed everything. You know, like I want Tim to have the best life possible, and yes. it's it's very sad that you know we lost Jane last year. We lost Tim's mother. Yep. Um, and so I'm tr- I'm trying to do better, and by doing better, I want to get him a Wiggly doll. But if the Wiggly doll isn't actually what he wants, you know, like I, I think Lex mentions, or maybe Lex doesn't mention it, but it's kind of like he just wants to spend time with you. I I would That's argue Lex probably did say something like that. She might have. I can't remember, but but like Tim doesn't want the doll. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably honestly Lex probably did say something on on along the lines of like Tim wants his father back or whatever. I think so. I think you might be right because I feel like someone said that at some point. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't either. But I it probably was Lex. Lex. (laughs) But you know, this is this is a great song. We love it. Um, and then of course, you know, all of a sudden Tom is like, "All right, cool." And he agrees to help Lex go and basically take care of Wiggly and Linda and everything that's happening with that cult. <laughs> yeah. And they, like they also have to go find Hannah because, yes. of course, Lex wants to make sure Hannah is safe and everything because she doesn't know where Hannah is and everything's yeah. been gone crazy. Yeah, exactly. And we do have a little bit of a callback here to the guy who didn't like musicals, just in the sense of moving props off of the stage. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Always. It's hilarious because in the guy who didn't like musicals, we had that point where it's just kind of like, should we move these chairs? Yeah. But here it's, should we move these boxes? It's like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Which is just hilarious and I love it. Same. Oh, so this is one. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. This is when they bring Becky and Hannah to Linda now. Yes, correct. Yes. So the last time we saw them was a while ago, like a few scenes ago, actually. Uh, yeah, it was a few scenes ago <laughs> when uh, when Becky accidentally knocked herself out. Yeah, and they got found by Linda's little cultists who yeah. were sent to go find Hannah, and they did. So they found Hannah, and they found Becky, and they were like, oh, her protector, you know, and so they take her. Yeah. Um, take them both. To Linda. Uh, and Linda kind of starts out making fun of Becky, but then she realizes that, like, Becky's not responding, and she's like, well, this isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, she, she's basically like, well, she's drunk again. <laughs> and I 
think it's interesting that in the wiki's summary here, it says that believing Becky is dead. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know if they believe that. I don't think they believed Becky was dead. I know that they like believed that she was drunk, you know, because it's stated. I- I don't even know if they believe she's drunk. I, I mean, like, maybe Linda does. But that's true. I, I mean, I, I feel like they're going to follow whatever Linda says anyway, though. Basically. But I, I think they... I don't know. I, I feel like they should just believe that Becky is just not conscious. Yeah, she's just knocked out, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can easily figure out if someone's dead by uh, checking for their pulse. Exactly. Um, but and they're... also if they're breathing. Exactly, (laughs) but they're all under Wiggly's spell, so I don't think they're very smart right now. Well, and I think Becky might have been the only one who actually had any like medical knowledge, so maybe they just don't know that you can do that. (laughs) Exactly, that too, that too. But yeah, so they abandoned Becky. (laughs) Well, I mean, even still, I I think a general person would know, like to check if someone is breathing or to try and feel for a pulse to figure out if they are alive or dead. I think but, so, too. I, but I, I think Wiggly's spell has basically just made them incapable of thoughts like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. But yeah, so they abandoned Becky. They're like, whatever, ignore her. She's not important right now. She's not reacting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And they focus on Hannah. And Linda very specifically just takes Hannah's backpack and opens it and she gets really, really upset. <laughs> yeah. And looks at Hannah and is like, well, where's the doll? <laughs> yeah. And Hannah's like, mm, I don't know. I don't have it. It's not here. <laughs> Someone took it. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so Linda is upset that there is no doll, you know, and she wants Hannah to tell her, like, where it is, and I think this is where she says, if you don't, I'll cut it out of your face or something. Is that what she says? Something like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. It's, it's something. She threatens Hannah, and it's like, Hannah's yeah, a she, child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, like, she's basically like, all right, I'm going to stab you. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> yeah. But this is when, um, because, you know, we had that moment with Tom and Lex where they decided to go find Linda and stop this from happening. Uh, Lex walks in holding the doll and Linda's like, you're kind of dumb for just walking in here without any defenses and with the doll. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And Lex is like, oh, well, you know, it's fine. She's like, you guys should probably not want this doll, though. Like, it's bad. And this is when she tries to set it on fire, right? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Because she she's to be- at first. I would say, I, yeah. I'm not sure if she tries to, but she definitely threatens to. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think she does try because um, then I think... Like, time kind of stops or something. I don't know. It was kind of confusing. But, like, Linda does her, like, three different screams. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think time stops. I think it's basically, like, Lex threatens to put set the doll on fire. And Tom has hold of Linda and, is, yeah. you know, has her at gunpoint. Um, and so, yeah, so Linda does her screams. She somehow disarms Tom. I don't know how, yeah. but she, she does. disarms him. 
She basically just grabs his arm and, like, squeezes it or something. Yeah. And that just forces Tom to, like, drop the gun. Uh, yeah. But she does scream her way out to Lex and, <laughs> like, take the doll from her. Yeah. And then they, uh, they get to sing Wiggle. I love Wiggle. It's so good. <laughs> it, it is wonderful. <laughs> it, it is absolutely wonderful. I love it. And... Uh, Go for it. No, you're you're fine. Go for it. Well, I was just gonna say, like, as they're singing Wiggle, they don't remember Becky, who apparently has woken up. Why would anyone remember Becky? She was knocked out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but somehow, th- during the course of the song, Becky wakes up and she grabs yes. a hold of Tom's gun. Who knows what happened to Tom? Tom apparently left. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where did he go? (laughs) Where did he go? Now that I'm thinking about it, where did he go? Because now Becky has his gun. So where did he go? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know either. That's a good question. But yeah, Becky has his gun. And after, you know, the song Wiggle is like over, essentially, Becky is like aiming the gun at Linda. And Linda's like, oh, look, you're too scared to do it. Blah, blah, blah. And like keeps talking shit to her. And she's like, no, I'm just lining up my shot. Yep. <laughs> and shoots Linda right in the head. <laughs> yep. Which, it's it's really funny because no one cares about Becky murdering Linda. No. But they do no care one. about no Linda dying. They're like, ah. I mean, I, I mean like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the general sense, the Wiggly cult does care that the prophet is dead. Yeah, but, but in they the don't sen- care about Becky. <laughs> but, no, 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 I'm saying, but, but outside oh, of the yes. cult... Tom yes. and everyone else, they don't no. care that she she killed Linda. They're no, like, whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, Linda was a bitch, whatever. But it's also like when Becky told Tom that she killed her husband. Tom didn't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, no one cares who Becky kills. I'm yeah. convinced. I don't think they bat an eye about any murder. I'm going to be honest. They so. don't. They, they don't. They don't. It's weird. This is a weird yeah. alternate universe where they just it's don't care who's murdered. It's very odd. But then we have this moment because, you know, Linda, you know, dies. um, And Gary Goldstein, who has been in the quote-unquote cult of Wiggly since it started, is calling Gerald and letting him know about, like, how they need to, like, work on the will or a funeral or something. Yeah, yeah, he's (laughs) like, we gotta talk about the will. (laughs) Yep. And... So then he picks up Linda and takes her off stage. But that whole phone call was improvised. Like, um, it was just a way for John and uh, Lauren to get off stage so that they could go change into Paul and Emma. <laughs> yeah, which I, I always knew that that was how they needed to get off yes, stage to become absolutely. Paul and Emma. Like, that, that was very obvious. I think from the first moment, like the first time I watched Black Friday, yeah. it was like, oh, that's how they got themselves off stage to get out yeah. of that situation. So they can go uh, do a quick change. Woo. Yes. I did yeah. not know that the phone call was improv, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Well, John mentioned that the um, that they didn't have like a way to get them off very quickly. And so he was like, you know what? We're just gonna do this, and everyone was okay with it, so he just went with it. <laughs> so oh, okay, that's why they did the phone call and and had to like walk yeah. away with her. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they they definitely needed an excuse for the two of them to leave. Yeah, 
exactly uh but it like they like had it was, to come back pretty quick so yeah they they really did <laughs> but yeah so i i guess yeah i don't know i always thought the phone call was scripted because it was not <laughs> good to know i wonder if he changed it every time i wonder too that would be interesting to find it out would be yeah but yes yeah anyways <laughs> Uh, this is when, uh, yeah, this is when Lex sets fire to, like, the remaining Wiggly doll and, uh, all the cultists stay fighting over the burning Wiggly doll. As far as we know, they all just burn with the the doll inside the mall somehow, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? yeah, so the mall burns down with them <laughs> left inside, but you know, Hannah, Lex, Tom, Becky escape the mall and they do reunite, uh, reunite with Paul and Emma outside of the mall as they're kind yeah. of watching it burn down. Here's my question. Okay. Um, why did Paul and Emma leave Tim? <laughs> in the car? Oh, he's in the car? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He's been the, yeah. Have you never noticed that? Probably not. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times have you seen the musical? Mm, not that many times. Maybe a handful. Okay. So you've never paid attention to Paul and Emma saying he's in the car. I guess not. <laughs> yeah. So Tim is, Tim is in the car. <laughs> Basically, they saw the chaos on the news and they said, oh, shit, Tom is there at that yeah. mall. Tim, we're gonna, you know, Tim, we're gonna put you in the car. We are gonna get out of Hatchet Field because it's sense. not safe to be here. And uh, but Tim, like Tim, wanted to go find Tom. Essentially, yep. not necessarily find him, but go like see if it was a possibility to find them outside the mall. Yeah. Um. So, or, or no, I think it was like Tim wouldn't leave without you. I think yeah, that's, that's what, what Emma it was. says. That's what that's it what, was. Yeah, that's what Emma says. But they do say, you know, Tim is in the car. Okay, because wait, so I probably did know. Maybe I just didn't think about it. <laughs> probably, yeah, you probably just didn't think about it. Because the actress who played Tim plays Hannah. And yeah. Hannah is here in the scene. So She, she can't be two people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so just saying, you know, oh, Tim is in the car waiting. Yeah. That was the best way to do it. It works. It works. And so uh, now is basically when... Uh, Hannah starts singing What If Tomorrow Comes oh, I and it's, song. it's this odd ambiguous vision of an uncertain future Yes, which it's a really good song and you do see some of the characters from uh, the guy who didn't like musicals because yeah. you do see like obviously Paul and Emma are here but that's yeah. not the same uh, as being from the guy who didn't like musicals in a no. sense because they're not wearing the same outfits but you do no. see Bill and Ted and Charlotte, but they're just part of the ensemble. So it's not like a huge deal. It's just, oh, there they are. Oh, and Mr. Davidson and the hot chocolate guy. Yeah. They're there too. (laughs) They're all there. They weren't in the mall, so. Or, well, I think Charlotte technically was. Yes. Because I I think we we do see Charlotte in Wiggle. Yeah. So that's a little odd that she's here. It is. Now that but I think about it. Isn't that because Sherman's dead? So it's not like you can bring Sherman back? So she had to play. Well, yeah. Character. True. <laughs> true. But so. if she, if Charlotte was part of the cult of Wiggly, then didn't she burn down in the mall? 
You would think, but she you did not. You would think, but apparently not. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Maybe they all survived. Spooky. Maybe they did. You don't know. But. Because here's, here's the thing, yeah. too. Here's the thing, too. When you think about it, when in the president's Oval Office, when General McNamara shot the doll, that broke the spell. So yeah. when the doll was burning, at what point did the spell break? a good question because maybe they did get out you're right yeah huh or at least those who didn't start burning with the doll maybe they got out (laughs) maybe they got out because they were fighting over the doll you know and the doll was on fire so obviously they're touching the fire they're touching the burning doll so i'm sure some of some part of them at least started burning yeah that makes sense but maybe charlotte wasn't close enough to the doll to really get to it and then I'm sure it burned enough that she was suddenly like oh um this is odd let me leave yeah maybe maybe I don't know I don't either <laughs> I have no idea um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so that, that song is literally the end of the musical like yeah it, happens and then there's a like whooshing noise that happens yeah at the end of uh at the end of the song they are counting down i assume they're counting down to midnight because uh it's basically like oh black friday is almost over yeah uh, and so they're, they're counting down and you know they get two one and then the zero they do hear this whooshing noise which yeah you would assume is probably a bomb yes you can assume but i i we we don't know what happens. No. Yeah. We actually don't know. All we know is that the lights go ends. off and there's a whooshing sound. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> you you just you can all you can just infer essentially that maybe yeah. a bomb dropped. Basically, you can you can kind of just guess. <laughs> yeah. But that is the end of Black Friday. That's it. That's the end. The end. We love it. We we do. It's beautiful. It is. It is fantastic. It is a great musical. And those of you who think it sucks are wrong. <laughs> I mean, they're entitled to their incorrect opinions. Exactly. Yeah. You are entitled to your incorrect opinion, but it is incorrect. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, totally. I mean, like like we said earlier, we do understand that not everyone's going to like Black Friday, no. but give it a couple of chances. Yeah. If you still don't like it after a couple of chances, then we understand. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Give it give it a chance, an opportunity. Give it, give it a real <laughs> opportunity other yeah. than just watching it once. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. But... Um, just make sure that you, if you are interested in watching a Christmas movie with us, you join us for Noel tonight at yeah. 8 p.m. in our Discord. And that's it. So, yeah, that's it. In, in other words, happy holidays. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. 
If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMMOMI. Be sure to check out our website at bmmomi.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmmomi. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omi at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.